for people that like songs and Disney movies, I suggest watching Encanto. I just watched it last week and there's like eight songs, which I think is kind of par for the course for a Disney movie. Okay. Four of them I like, two of them I really like. Oh, okay. That's a good hit. And rate. I I like two of those four. So like mm-hmm. half and then half. Oh, but, oh sure. Which okay. is a little different than the Disney movies we've grown up on, you and I, because like you know, you got like Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, like those. Almost every song is iconic and and great for me. Sure. And the latest movies, like basically Frozen on. Mm-hmm. There's only been like two songs. Okay, but wait, I wait, really hold like. on, because if our friend Stacy is listening, we have to give the disclaimer. That Frozen, Dude, Frozen is, is better than Lion King. Way better than Lion King. Yeah, there's you, but you only if Stacey's in the comments. Otherwise, but yeah, <laughs> if Stacy's not listening, then then know that we are completely wrong. <laughs> I don't have a horse in this race. I've never seen Frozen. I don't give a shit. But yeah, you know what's fun is like, Fro- so Frozen goes against the mold in my head in that I liked it when I first saw it, and as time has gone on, I've liked it less. Hmm. <laughs> Whereas most musicals, if there's something to like, I latch on to it and then I'll come back to it and I like yeah. it even more. Mm-hmm. Especially like the uh like the soundtracks. But for whatever reason, maybe about two years after I watched Frozen, I kind of got over it. Hmm. Interesting. I still remember the songs because I listened sure. to the soundtrack a lot <laughs> and the, the the some of the songs are pretty fun but like big picture like i i don't i'm not excited to go watch it again frozen 2 was bad mm-hmm. i think for, i think frozen 2 and and this is me diving into like conspiracy theory type stuff oh please yes i'll hear for it frozen 2 and i think i think it's kingdom hearts what I think Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't know. There, so there are two frozen themed things that seemed to be happening, and then theoretically outside influence changed the story hmm. that they were trying to tell. The first one was, I think it's Kingdom Hearts, because I think there's a frozen video game. And uh, sorry, level. And the theory was that it was going to tell something a little more tragic. And it was going to be like, I think it was going to revolve around Elsa's powers going out of control. Elsa's the one that has the ice powers, something more darker. And there's evidence in like the level layout and the progression of the levels and how it seems to the progression seems to be all over the place because it seems like they had it written and then mm. Disney showed up and was like, no, you got to do it this way because the game came out like two months before they announced Frozen 2. Oh. And so they didn't want to have any sort of potential evil negative light on the princesses. Don't okay. know. But okay. in the movie Frozen 2, I th- strongly think that they were going to destroy Arendelle because the elements were going out of control. They evacuated the kingdom. Everyone got up into the mountain and everything was leading up to a, like, Asgard is not a place, it's the people type message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and everything was happening. And then in the last three minutes of the movie, 
Elsa teleports basically <laughs> down to Arendelle. Yeah. And then puts up a giant ice wall that stops the tsunami from a dam breaking and protects Arendelle. And then everyone comes back down from the mountain and they can live in Arendelle again. And I think that got changed because they were in the same year they were doing Elsa's castle at Disneyland Japan. Oh. And so they wanted to make sure that Elsa's castle still exists <laughs> in the Frozen verse <laughs> if they're going to have her castle at a, okay. as at an attraction. So okay. anyway, yeah, who knows? But sure. point is, Encanto's worth a watch. However, comma, if you can only comma. see one movie, go if see Spider-Man you only No Way Home. See one movie. <laughs> Dude, I saw Quick tangent on No Way Home. I know that we, you're not only averse to spoilers, you're also averse to the essence of spoilers, the the, the merest hint of information that could pre-taint somebody's memory or yes. expectations of it. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home at a drive-in in New York City where you can, in Brooklyn, where you can see the skyline <laughs> of Manhattan in the background, like, Literally, the Empire State Building was right next to the screen from my view. That's so cool. It was awesome. There is not a that better so cool. movie to see with that view <laughs> than Spider-Man. Just right. <laughs> he is he is web slinging through these exact buildings and you're just like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. It was awesome. And a, a real quick aside on musicals, I've, I've recently realized that I only, I only like slightly dislike musicals. Mm. It's just that I hate show tunes. Oh, interesting. As a genre of music, just really? like get out of here. Huh? Yeah. So I, I saw, um, have you seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend before? No. Okay. I think you'd like it, especially if you're into musicals. It's, it's very good. Just finished the whole series with Rachel. It's a lot of fun. There's a scene in there that made me think of you because one of the characters is groomsmen for a wedding. And they have an entrance where they do this choreographed dance on hoverboards. And I was like, <laughs> if Will had seen that, <laughs> my ass would be on a hoverboard. <laughs> Isn't that a thank God? <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, there have been a handful of like, oh, wouldn't that been cool if, mm -hmm. and like having gone through planning a wedding mm -hmm. and especially not even during a pandemic. Yeah. I don't understand where these people get the time yeah. to coordinate that kind of a like dance. It's incredible. Like, the, the husband and wife having a coordinated dance, cool, cute. That, yeah. that checks out. Right. But like every member of the wedding party or all the groomsmen or all the bridesmaids you having must, a full-on coordinated dance. You must live in the same town, right? <laughs> First off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but man, you know. that's just, that's, uh, it's cool, but like, it's so unrealistic for 99% mm -hmm. of the weddings I've ever yep. been involved in. Totally, totally. <laughs> Every wedding I've been involved in, but 99% of all weddings. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we hop in? Dude, I've been itching yes. to talk about I know. not just comics, but 
but this comic i'm so ready i'm so yes. ready to dive yeah, let's in. do it do, should, we, should we hop in i don't there was zero segue there. <laughs> really sorry. <laughs> good. You're just that excited. I get it. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get back into Nomon too. We we stopped yes. at a kind of inopportune spot because the hype train is just we're we're going full steam towards the end here. And there there's a real roller coaster between us and there. Oh my god! Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm so down. Yeah, I was, uh, King and Black is sitting here on the desk, just like staring at me while I've been just, talking this just whole time. Go, go off, King. Let's get this started. In my head, I've just been like, yeah. "It's fine. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there." Okay. okay. All right. So. <laughs> Big picture for the pod. I have to figure out how I'm going to space this out. I don't. I I want to only quote unquote spend three weeks on this or three episodes on King and Black. Okay, it's going to be tough because there's 15 side books. Well, hey, <laughs> I just recounted my chapters. I would like to spend an extra week on Nomon. So beyond four what I total. Said. Yeah, so three after this. Right, okay. And so what I want to do... there, And then maybe like a roundtable wrap-up after that. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. There are two kind of quote-unquote genres of side stories when it comes to a big crossover event like this. Yeah. For the example of King in Black, there is King in Black and then the series title yeah so, so like king in black atlantis attacks king in black namor the colon the col- much like in magic the gathering the colon does a lot of work here right or <laughs> there are venom king in black where mm. it where the writers it's it's more it's continuing it's numbered the, issues within that solo title right it's continuing their issue, main story it just ties into that versus like the former which is what you where the the name of the crossover comes before the colon comes first is like yeah this is how let's take a look at the main event through this character's eyes basically or what they're doing what their like side plot of the main event is versus like how does this affect you know this ongoing story yeah the the easy difference one is the binding usually the spine is in the color of the crossover versus it's white but then on top of that, you can look at the issue numbering. If it's King and Black Namor one through five, or is it going to be Namor issue six through ten, volume two, kind of a thing? Yeah, for sure. So there are seven Black Spine, King and Black colon books, and there's eight White Spine series colon King and Black books. Yeah, busy boy. Did you did you read all these over break already? I've read about half of them. Okay. Okay. And then the third subset of this is titles that the TP is like six issues and one to three of them are themed around King and Black, but the but it's more of a like pause within their story and they just mm-hmm. tangentially do something because like a dragon shows up and then they move on. <laughs> sure. And so there's like at least three of those. And so I think, I think, especially now that, you said you're you're gonna need three weeks for this. 
uh, to finish off Nomon. I might make this basically four episodes for okay. King in Black. Do you? Covering the side stories is going to be pretty easy so far. There's nothing huge happening in these side stories. And so I can at least, I can like summarize the books or the titles within a few like sentences and then you can like ask questions and yada yada. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So for today, we're talking King in Black. I can't believe it was only five issues. It's written by Donnie Cates. So this is the main, this is the main, this is the main storyline. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know how this was only five ish. Like I, I think back on this and so much happens. (laughs) Okay. I thought it was like a seven or eight issue crossover. Jeez. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think five issues, five to eight is, is a good length for me. Typically six is your typical crossover. Yeah. Siege was only four. And that was a little light. It was just a mess. Avengers versus X-Men was 12, and that was way too much. Yeah, that was incredibly too much. Yeah. Especially because for AVX, it's literally the coming of Phoenix pass. Like, <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, did not need to. Mm-hmm. It's because there's too many big named characters, I think. Yeah, probably. Involved in those two teams. Yeah. But yeah. Six, six is a good average. Yeah. Okay, King of Black. Okay, yeah, go for it. So, without further ado, <laughs> last time. So, when we talked about Venom, okay, maybe some ado. Yeah, a little bit of ado. <laughs> when there, there's just one continuity kind of meh. Because remember when I read Venom and we talked about how they went to that alternate universe, alternate reality mm. where Noel took over Dylan, and uh, mm-hmm. Dylan is Eddie's son. Mm-hmm. Dylan has this like mind control thing with symbiotes and the Venom symbiote learns how to shoot energy blasts because it was closer to, the, to that universe's null. And then they get back and everything is black. Okay. And so in that story, they get there after Noel gets there, but in King in Black, Eddie's there before Noel shows up. So like there's a slight continuity error there, but not a big deal. Sure. We also have the volume before that, the, uh, Eddie gave the Avengers the heads up, be like, hey, Noel's coming. We need to be prepared. And for those who don't know or remember, Noel lived in this universe before the Big Bang, and it where everything was darkness, and he loved it, and it was great. And then Big Bang happened, and light shone upon the universe, and mm-hmm. he was pissed and he misses his darkness and then from his shadow which is the first shadow he created the necro sword all black <laughs> mm-hmm. forged from his from the first shadow and he used that sword to fight celestials because <laughs> they were the celestials were going around creating life across the universe mm-hmm. Noel hated that and so his first enemies quote unquote were the celestials Sure. We also find out in Silver Surfer Black that when Silver Surfer hopped through the black hole, he shot through time at the beginning of the universe and he fought Null also. Fighting Null made Silver Surfer start to turn black. And that's where the whole Silver Surfer Black came from. Sure. Null is the god and creator of the symbiotes. So Null, uh, using the same sort of approach to creating the necro sword he creates this like symbiotic goo 
and he forges it in, into armor and into life and creatures. He creates these giant dragons, which we saw in the last volume of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Also, one dragon showed up in ancient on ancient Earth, and that's that was the Grendel dragon that right. Beowulf fights in mm-hmm. historic history, whatever lore folklore. Yeah. Beowulf, who actually is Thor, by the way. Other random things we have. Oh, the Dark Wraiths. Something we haven't really seen since Annihilation. Wait, the Dark Dark Wraiths or the Dire Wraiths? Dire Wraith. Okay. Because they're from Rom, the Space Knight. Yeah, but the guy that, uh, I guess it's Dire Wraith, he's that guy that is like super shadowy and he has a pale white face. He teamed up with the Guardians in Annihilation Conquest. He had a side story in Conquest, but we really, I think we've seen him once since then. Point is, he's connected to symbiotes and Null and all that kind of stuff. So it is told and implied that creations of Null go beyond just the symbiotes and the dragons that he's made. There are other things out in the universe that are connected to Null in some way, somehow. Sure. Okay. And then the final reference is a final final setup. (laughs) The universe always wants to be in balance. And so when this King of Shadows, Null, shows up, the universe created a being or a god of light to okay. f- fight Null to, to try to stop him. They both kind of sacrificed themselves in this climactic battle eons and eons ago. Null barely survives and he gets away. And the last we saw of that flashback, this golden knight. Let's see. Here's a good picture of it. Also, it's just kind of left kind of dead. Okay. So this is this is null. Yeah. That's the golden knight thing. Okay. And yeah, so that's the that's all things that have happened in the past regarding null. Null is okay. coming to Earth because Carnage used all the codexes in medium carnage. In absolute chili carnage. con carnage. Okay. Something con carnage. <laughs> and <laughs> summoned Null, who was trapped inside the planet of the symbiotes he gets out and he's like i need to go to earth to go see my faithful faithful son and there are some people there are some symbiotes who are starting to stray from my path i need to go and rectify that primarily referencing venom and all of his offspring (laughs) right (laughs) so like scream phage like all of the Mm -hmm. symbiotes we've been introduced to are no longer part of the uh, they're connected to the hive but they have grown their own personalities. They are going against the grain and Noel's not happy about that. <sighs> okay. Okay. So Noel's on his way. Venom knows about it. Eddie gives Avengers the heads up. We go into the first issue and two pages in, you have Grendel dragons raining down on New York. Excellent. And like Great stuff. raining down in the sense that like they blot out the sky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it's insane and dylan is locked up in ezekiel's bomb shelter ezekiel was introduced in straczynski's spider-man because 616 is special because two spider totems were created uh ezekiel was the spider totem before pete and that spider bit pete and silk cindy moon and so ezekiel went and got cindy moon put her in the 
in the bunker so right. we wouldn't in, so we wouldn't attract the inheritors and then silk gets out and inheritors get a sniff of two spider totems in one universe anyway so oh <laughs> <laughs> um, sure so so dylan is locked up in the bunker nothing can get in and so he's safe venom leaves and iron man has a bunch of satellite bombs around the earth to get ready for the grendel dragons <laughs> excellent these are things that always work yeah. Satellite bombs and keeping a character safe by locking them somewhere. Yeah. And then <laughs> Cap is like, Cap is like, Tony, are you sure this is going to work? He's like, oh, please, kidding me? You know, I used to make bombs for a living, right? And, okay. and Cap's like, you just like to make bombs. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> so anyway, dragons show up, a bunch of explosions go off, smoke clears, and more dragons are showing up. <laughs> sure. And so, yeah. Imagine looking out your, your window and seeing way too much mm-hmm. shadow for night <laughs> oh man and so oh the dragons are made out of the same like symbiotic goo as oh. the symbiotes okay so they're not they don't have like a skeletal structure or anything like that sure just goo they're dragons. just they're just goo dragons mm-hmm. so you know dragons make landfall you know, the, the, the CD level heroes are going around trying to rescue people avengers are trying to fight the dragons this that and the other Second wave is the X-Men show up and they're helping fight all the dragons and That's their nice. power sets are <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's nice that, uh, yeah, that they care. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, <laughs> they show up in Washington Square Park. Okay. And now that I'm actually looking at the splash page, it looks like <laughs> adult cables here. Huh. And so, you know, that. Uh, might show that we're just kind of behind. Maybe maybe right. Reign of X Volume 1 has the return of Big Cable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we know that the symbiotes are weak to sound and fire, mm-hmm. but they have since gotten an upgrade since Carnage, and that doesn't seem to work, but electricity really does. And so Storm is an important player here. So we're we're going by um Batman. What was it? Fuck off. I knew you were gonna <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we're going by Batman Beyond Rules. <laughs> Man, I was just thinking about that recently too. Ugh. Anyway. There's a deep cut for longtime listeners. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Paul will be happy. And let's see. The goo, some of the goo that's raining down on the earth is turning civilians and other people into null controlled symbiotes cool and so his army is just getting bigger and bigger it's it's not great and then eddie as a backup plan he goes to the throne that carnage was sitting in that connected him to null and what they're going to try to do is use the throne to connect to the hive mind to take it over and stop them from wreaking all this havoc okay as he's doing that null's second wave shows up and we're like eight pages in by the way (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome second wave shows up and it's it's symbiotified uh celestials oh no (laughs) this is some serious firepower for uh, earth is always (laughs) described as such a backwater or a soft target and he's just no chill yeah okay yeah literally gods of the universe yeah he's got he's got three of them and <clears throat> and he's he's basically piloting one like an, a suit of armor so it opens up and noel comes out and he's like 
hello. He's like, I see my reputation precedes me because they were prepared. And he's like, hello, I'm Null. I'm going to kill your world. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, I am looking for a human named Brock. (laughs) So bring him to me and this can be as painless and as quick as I am capable. That is all. (laughs) So calm. Okay. What does Null look like? No, oh, you haven't seen no. My bad. Nope. This is him. Scraggly guy, giant okay. red venom spider, but it's actually like the Grindel dragon on yeah. his chest. There's got some real Dracula vibes, kinda. He looks very much like Dracula. Yeah. Pale white skin, glowing red eyes, flowing white hair. Yeah. He's very Dracula for sure. But I guess Dracula is more like Null because Null is pro- is nah. arguably the oldest being in the universe. Sure. Unless you include Galactus because his life started before the universe. Right. But like, do those years count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, we are. Okay. And so the Avengers are like, hey, Null, let's talk. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, I'm just trying to stall. And then from <laughs> space, we have their 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 trump card okay. which we refer to as the sentry oh okay sentry shows back. up yeah goes through the head of one of the celestials grabs Noel. he's like let's get out of here Noel's like hello oh. <laughs> yeah i i know you you're the one that killed carnage because in threw him into new the avengers sun. well in new avengers sentry took carnage into space and ripped him in half oh that's right <laughs> Ripped him in half. That's right. Ripped him in half. That's not because he gained a reputation as the guy who throws people into the sun. He did, <laughs> but um, Carnage was not was not where that was uh, was earned. Yeah, and so he's like, "Hi there, you killed Carnage. Let me introduce myself." And he grabs him, and 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 Sentry starts to get nervous, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't do it. You're going to release the void." And and, and and is this an explanation of what the void is? I think it's more of a flex. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the next page, we get Sentry shows up in page one. Page two, <laughs> uh, Noel stops the Sentry. Page three, he rips Sentry apart. Wow. <laughs> and then, so when he says you're going to release the void, Noel says, "Child, I am Noel." Lord of the Abyss, God of the Symbiotes, the darkness inside you, that darkness bows to me. I am <laughs> the void. And you're like, oh God. <laughs> nice. And so he comes back and releases a bunch of symbiote goo and it starts taking over all of the Avengers that were standing down on the ground at the time. And Excellent. then Null wraps the earth in a giant symbiote. Oh. Basically goo. It... it I feel like it's misleading to say symbiote. Right. Because that implies life and a character. Right. Okay. But it's just like. So the, it's not that everyone stuff. has like, like all these people who like all these bystander humans who, who got gooed during the course of like these first couple pages. They're not just all running around with venom powers now. No, they're okay. just, they're, they're just, just drones. Yeah. They become a mindless drone. So okay. it's. One, it's e- you don't have to come up with a new design for every character you show on the background. <laughs> and, Very important. 
if this were a movie, it'd be super easy, just copy paste. Like uh-huh. it's just giving mindless drones, but the people are still alive. And so you know, you get that classic hero dilemma of like stop them, but don't kill them. Kind of right, thing. right. Okay, sure. Yeah, and so because Sentry came from the sky, <laughs> from space, Noah's like, you know what? I don't like that sky. It's distracting. So no more sun. And so he takes a bunch of his dragons and they all kind of blend together and they wrap around the planet. And now we have a planet of darkness. Sweet. Okay. There we go. Off to a good start. And the first issue isn't even done yet. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Yeah. So Earth is basically impenetrable at this point. Storm is still trying to shoot electricity on everything. Null takes notice and he's like, oh, I don't like that. And so he sends up this giant hand and wraps it around Storm and and before we know claustrophobia, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Before we know what happens to her, we cut away to more Venom stuff. And then Null finally pays attention, sees that Venom's on that chair and he's like, ah, you. And he goes in and they get face to face for the first time. And Noel's like, Eddie, you're obnoxious. <laughs> uh, and so he has them on top of the Empire State Building. He's holding them out above, rips the Venom symbiote off of Eddie Brock. Wow. And then drops Eddie off the building. And you have a Eddie in just boxers falling from the top <laughs> of Empire State Building. And that's when the first issue ends. That's wow. The first issue, well, first issue cliffhanger yeah. is there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's party. What's next? Right. Second issue. Okay. So New York is like has the highest density population of superheroes, right? So, like, of course. this would be the perfect time for Spider Man to show up, for any of the flyers to show up. I can't imagine right. waiting for a month for this. <laughs> right. But the first page of issue two is Eddie hitting the ground. Oh, that's surprising. I, okay. I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, shit. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's out. Spider-Man's the first one there. It happens just like half a block away from him. Mm-hmm. Eddie, because his comics, isn't dead. But he's <laughs> even dying. Though he, even though he fell from the goddamn Empire State Building. Yeah, there's no argument. Just be, you would just be paced. You'd, yeah, exactly. Something, 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 something. Just bonding to the symbiote makes him yeah. more durable. Something, something, something comics. But anyway, so he tells Pete, he's like, Dylan prom, prom, promised me to watch out for Dylan. And then he's on his way out and as he's and as was his face, Pete is freaking out, trying to get more help. He's about to get shot from off off screen. His okay. Pete, his Peter Tingle warns him. <laughs> he looks over, and we've got nullified Avengers. We've got Storm. We've got Thing. We've got She Hulk, Cap, Cyclops, and Miss Marvel. Well, that's no good. Okay. Yeah, and then. Human Torch shows up and he's still okay because he's made of fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> a helpful thing that, yeah. Yeah. 
And he shows up and he's like, Spidey, what's going on? What do you need? And he's like, I have to get, I have to get Eddie out of here. I have to help him. I have to save him, blah, blah, blah. So he's webbing him up and says, hi, Spidey, get Eddie help. Take him off to the FF lab. I got this. And he's like, fire doesn't hurt them the same way. Johnny, don't be stupid. Come with us. And good. Then my Nova Blast won't hurt the people trapped inside. <laughs> but it'll mm-hmm. give you enough time to get out of here. Johnny, you can't. You'll pass out afterward and then... They'll take you too. I know. So, hey, Pete, do me a favor and tell everyone I said something cool and heroic before I fell. Yeah. <laughs> three pages later, <laughs> three pages into the issue, you've got Spider-Man getting That's away exactly with a what giant fire blast, fire <laughs> Nova blast to okay. basically buy him some time. Mm-hmm. And that's all he can really do. Wow. So Eddie's at the Fantastic Four building getting in, in like hooked up to everything possible. Valkyrie is there and she sees the death bubble above him. And she's like, Pete, like this isn't looking good. (laughs) Like I have this Valkyrie stare. It's not going to be helpful. Pete, you need to, you need to go get Dylan. uh, So you can say goodbye. Kind of thing. And he's like, "Uh, okay. So Pete goes, knows where the base, where the, where Ezekiel's thing is. And so he goes and gets him, brings him back. There's, a bunch of back and forth between like Blade and Xavier and Magneto talking about next steps and what the hell to do. They have a bunch of random things and then Namor shows up. <laughs> Sorry, quick, quick pause here. Yes. This is one of the things I really like about crossovers is on its face. You're like, why the hell is Blade talking to Xavier and Magneto? What, what would they ever have to say? Right. Like, but then it's like, well, crazy time of crisis. Everybody's here to help. I want to know what Blade has to say to Xavier and Magneto. That's tight. That's an yeah, interesting right. and really novel character pairing. And maybe there's something there. Anyway, continue. So, okay. Well, just to answer that, that random ass <laughs> well, question. Fine, so, sure. Blade says, listen, we have nothing but more bodies for Null and his armies unless the X Men. And Xavier says, we have already lost too many of our kind helping you, Blade. Now we can help formulate a plan together. But are you insane? You know how many, how many people you could save if you just opened your damn gates? <laughs> and Magneto says, lead an infinite army of darkness into our lands to open our borders so that our people can. There is no your people anymore, Magneto. This thing is coming for everyone. Mm. And then we move on to the next conversation. Nice. Cool. So Namor shows up and Blade's like, who the hell invited Namor? And then Rhea's like, uh, Sue. And she's like, get past it. We need help. <laughs> so Sue <laughs> clearly called him. <laughs> Namor basically says... You know, I'm here. My people are here. We'll fight. Now, if there are any adults in the room, do any of you have anything to offer in the way of a plan? And Tony is like, I, I, I think I do. You're going to hate it. It's insane. But I'm going to need a dragon. <laughs> we need Sorry, Eddie Brock real, alive. Real, real quick on the Namor train. Did you like that that joke in uh, that Moon Knight core post? Does Reed Richards hate Shape of uh was Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody's listening to this, go follow Moon Knight Core on Facebook. If you like this podcast, you are absolutely yeah. the target audience for that it's Facebook hilarious. page. Yeah. Carlos. Anyway, Nico, anyway. Paul, I'm going to need a dragon. Uh, we need him alive. And um, the only thing I can say from now is a symbiote. And so the idea is let's go get us a symbiote. Mm-hmm. 
blah, blah, blah. Now more and more talk. And so now we have this little side scene. They're basically, we need more forces is the, is, is the message. And so mm-hmm. Namor is going to the bottom of the Mariana Trench to go and talk to something called the Black Tide. Okay. And it's like, see, I didn't tell you about them because they have been cursed by ancient Atlantean magic. And once they are awake, it will be hell to banish them again. And we'll fight that war when we get to it. But you and your Atlantean soldiers just aren't going to cut it here. You said to yourself, the guy, we need an army that can fight in the dark. Okay. So Atlantis attacks. Not gotcha. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. Sure. So, yeah. So there's hints at this dark past of this mm-hmm. branch of Atlanteans that that live in the dark. And so, so the world no, is, is in the dark right now, so let's deal with this. Okay. In the same little cut, we have Blade going to Chernobyl to go and recruit Dracula and his people because this is a global threat, so let's get yeah. everyone involved. And then we have a cut to the bar with no name. All the villains are just chill, like huddled up inside, just being like, whoa, you know, this is, this is beyond <laughs> this is beyond us. And Fisk shows up and he's like, mm. so ladies, gentlemen, who wants to make some money? So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. Fisk, Fisk still being the mayor of New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. And became mayor based on his ability to protect the people right when the superheroes the last time, couldn't last time new york was trapped in the under under the dark force and everything was dark he was the one going out and saving people yep. so that's how he became mayor so this is par for the course for him he's used yep. to this yeah <laughs> and then we have iron man going and finding a grendel dragon he flies into the mouth and then he has this like little like like this little like injector <laughs> gun thing and inside the mouth he shoots the little cheek punctures it the, and now the dragon is starting to get all like tangly and like these extra like yellow wires and you're like what the hell's going on you see tony's perspective and says like system is overriding blah 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 and then turns out he used the extremis an extremis formula mm. to try to overwrite the symbiote dragon which he does and now he has this like extremis symbiote <laughs> suit okay and it's all black and gold and pipey and 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 interesting wow okay yeah so he has that suit and then he used the rest of the symbiote put it in a little jar brought it over to eddie on the table and the symbiote starts freaking out and then eddie's heartbeat starts going and then dylan's like no you need to get it off him. you need to get it off him and then they're like i'm trying i'm trying it's killing him blah blah blah. and dylan freaks out he's like i said move and then he puts his hand out and then shoots the symbiote off of eddie Nobody knew that Dylan had powers. And so this is mm. kind of like the big reveal to the big heads. Mm-hmm. Reed is freaking out. He's like, holy shit, you're our secret weapon. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is this is insane. Yeah. We can make a formula, we can make a plan around this. And Sue's like, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you notice that there's no more heartbeats going on. And Eddie is now officially dead. And just have the E mm-hmm. in the background. And you have, you know, just Mm-hmm. Everyone who was there just like morning and Dylan's mm-hmm. just says dead. And that's the mm-hmm. end of issue two. Cool. Okay. <laughs> real quick. Don't answer this at all. Sure. One thing that I'm looking forward to or would like to see from the rest of this issue is some characterization for the Venom symbiote itself. 
and some interaction between it and null. Oh, yeah. I like it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> and then, so we go into issue three with basically small clips here and there of different skirmishes going on literally around the world. Mm-hmm. Heroes fighting symbiote heroes, people uh, helping others, uh, yada, 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 this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> okay. it's just it's such the turn of events okay so dylan is out with sue spider-man and wolverine Mm -hmm. and basically dylan's using his powers to push off symbiotes from each person that they come by captain america shows up and he throws his symbiote shield at at dylan dylan's like i'm gonna need that and he just catches it basically he like controls the symbiote that's still attached to the shield to slow the shield down, then just like grabs it from 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 Same. there. Okay. And then Cap goes in for a shot. Dylan says no, and then Noel gets hit hard, like psychically. Mm-hmm. And he's and 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 Noel's like, "What the f was that?" Okay, so I now need to deal with this. Noel so now becomes aware of Dylan. Yes. Okay. So now this giant hand. Noel has the most useful powers. So (laughs) giant hand comes out of the building because everything is covered in his symbiote goo to go and grab Dylan. And then a giant lightning bolt shoots through the hand. And the only times we see lightning that big is when God Thor is around. Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Lightning is handy. Yes. And so as we've established, Electricity slash lightning is the symbiote's major weakness right now. And so cue montage of lightning bolts electrocuting and pushing off symbiotes from Dylan Mm -hmm. to the point where Noel's like, F this, I'm getting involved. And so now we have a fight between Noel and Thor. Sick. Dylan's trying to get involved and like push him away. You have Thor basically saying, okay, it's time to get serious. It's so <laughs> Thor says, this is, this is done. And, and Noel's like, no, I'm going to keep going. And Thor is like, no, you need to understand. <laughs> I have killed hundreds like you. All of them claim to be the one true death, the living void, the end to that. I say, I am King Thor Odinson, God of lightning and thunder and protector of every realm in this galaxy. I say, I say when it it ends and I have had enough and he fucking takes (laughs) Mjolnir to, to Noel's face and (laughs) knocks off. uh, There we go. Knocks off his bottom jaw. (laughs) Oh, this is the first actual damage you've seen on Noel. And holy but crap. this is only issue three of five, so. Yeah. <laughs> and Noel's like, "Excuse you," <laughs> and so, in in response, he gets the other two celestials that haven't been taken out by Sentry and focuses their attention on Thor to get Thor's attention. Thor looks up, and while he's looking up, Noel reaches back and grabs the all black Necro Sword. And impales Thor with the sword. Sick. Okay. A lot of shit is happening. Yeah. The very next page, you have Iron Man on his on his extremist Grendel, (laughs) 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 going to try to deal with the Celestials. (laughs) Right. Those guys, those gods of creation, are still just kind of chilling. 
Yeah. And so there's two left, right? And so mm-hmm. Iron Man's like, I got an idea. So he goes and he tries to take over one of those celestials with his extremist symbiote. Oh my and god. So the very next page, we have we have <laughs> we have extremist symbiote celestial versus symbiote <laughs> celestial now. <laughs> oh shit. So ridiculous, dude. That's bonkers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bring on the kaiju. Let's go. Yep. And then Thor t- has his two crows and he's like, you need to go and find him. Go. And they shoot off. Mm-hmm. And then you have this like off page, light blue thought text box narrating. And it's like, for every darkness, there is a light, an opposite, an equal. There is another, an opposite of Null, a god of light, the source of Dylan's power. But while Null's dome still stands, it cannot break through. But I... I can, and I am on my way. You turn mm. the page and you have Silver Surfer with the two crows on his way. Dope. So that's the end of the third issue. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here like, who is this God of Light? Yeah, and is this a character we've met before? I don't know, right? And so now I'm wondering like, is it, do you think it might be Phoenix? Mm. Because... There's already been this whole stuff about Phoenix coming back to Earth, Namor wanting to summon the Phoenix mm. back, and mm-hmm. that business with the Avengers and the Age of Khonshu and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a it's kind of a God of Light thing. I don't know. So yeah, 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 yeah. I have no idea. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, so. We start issue four with this like psychic scape conversation between Dylan and Noel. Noel now has a symbiote bottom half of his mouth (laughs) (laughs) because he doesn't have a bottom jaw anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And you have him basically telling Dylan that this is your resistance is futile. You You should just join me because we would be unstoppable, blah, blah, blah. Just take my hand and we got this. Okay. Dylan reaches out, starts to grab his hand. He says, you. And then he says, you killed my dad. And so he did he do grabs, that. Yeah. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> he, he grabs Noel's hand and he starts to like burn him at the touch kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Because he is the anti-darkness or whatever power he's got right now. Right. In doing that, he releases, he ends up, Noel starts losing his control over the other heroes mm. and the symbiote goo starts to fall off of them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I, I'm so confused because they're okay. What I'm about to say, I will preface with preface away. There isn't a side story for this character. And I really want to know how the fuck this happened. All right. Mm. So the next page we have there. Okay. So what are we going to do? Fire and sound don't hurt the symbiotes, but I have a plan. We'll need lightning and magic. And then it cuts to Strange and Felicia, Black Cat. Oh. Trying to, Black Cat is holding on to this stick. And Strange is like, can you pass it over? I need it. I need it. Basically. And then Strange, no believes himself a god. Well, then. Two can play at that game. And he takes this, and Strange takes the stick, slams it on the ground, and he becomes whatever this is. Oh, okay. Yeah, he becomes this like Asgardian ancient one god of looking kind of thing, but also, yeah, he's yeah, got a I robe. Mean, and slamming sticks on the ground thing. is how the whole 
Donald Blake Thor transformation happened. Yeah. And so we did cover, I think it's referenced in Spider-Man that he stole, or no, it's referenced in Thor, that he stole part of the root of Yggdrasil. No, that was, or or, was that, or was that in um, the Empire X-Men crossover with the whole plot with Scarlet Witch and how they created the spell to raise Genosha from... Oh, that, yes. So there's that. Okay, so there's a lot of roots from Yggdrasil that Doctor Strange (laughs) has stolen recently. Got you. I guess. Because that was two. Right, because... Because there was one to do it and one to undo it. Right, yes. And then (laughs) on top of that, Donald Blake getting the idea to go back to Yggdrasil was because he stole the knowledge from Strange. Oh my God. And he knows that Strange used the thing of Yggdrasil to unseat Loki from being the Sorcerer Supreme at the time. So this is just the thing that Strange does. Is- so Strange just <laughs> loves visiting. He's got a frequent buyer's card yeah. from Idrisil and the World Tree. So anyway, I think that branch is from the World Tree, but okay. I honestly don't know. And yeah. what doesn't help is when he transforms, his text doesn't change to the like Asgardian font. Font, yeah. That it usually does whenever mm-hmm. someone transforms. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no sure. idea. So, anyway. Okay, linking everyone now. Cyclops, Visible Wound, Human Torch, Doctor Strange, Thor, on my mark. And so, basically, they have this plan to get all of the symbiotes in a concentrated area for some reason. And this is one of the coolest coordinated attacks. <laughs> okay, so, it says go. And so, you've got, you have, how do, can I show you this? All right. So, Cyclops taking his visor off and he's and he does a big shot yeah you have sue doing a big like invisible wall thing yeah you have strange doing a giant flash type thing magic pushing and then the last person was torch anyway from four different directions they all get pushed into one intersection of new york (laughs) and namor's like all right cool my turn Mm. And he says, well, they say psychically, they say, Namor, you're up. And he says, about time. And then he takes his trident and slams it on the ground and rises and floods, (laughs) floods New York, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And so now you have a flooded intersection and Thor and Storm are up now and they summon a giant lightning bolt. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> to take out all the symbiotes and in doing so, they piss they weaken Null and and Null's still hanging out with Dylan trying to yeah. get him in and so like this giant push just came out of nowhere and it's freaking out. And then <laughs> Noel's trying to overpower Dylan. He's only a child. And then he gets some help. Mm. That help comes in the form of Marvel Girl, also known as Jean Grey. She says, my name is Jean Grey. Now, let's see what makes you bleed. And she just, just pries into him. And looks oh. through looks through his basic his entire like autobiographical history mm-hmm. to try and find what hurts him, where did he come from? Under, yeah. Let me understand what's going on with him. Cool. And he's and so she basically says, Oh god, his mind, he's cold. <laughs> his mind, it's cold. I can't, I can't find anything. I can't find anything that can hurt him. He he forced the darkness, bent it to his will. He's beaten everything. He, oh God, there's nothing we can't wait. And she sees this like 
glow, this like glowing circle with mm. three double circles around. I, we're supposed, I think we're supposed to assume that's the God of light. Yeah. And Jean found it. So I'm like Phoenix, but you're right. And so she says, there is, there is another, a reaction, an opposite. Null, he's the God of the abyss, but he is not the darkness. It, the dark, it existed long before him. And with darkness, there is light. It rose up against him. It, it bonded itself with warriors to rage against him. The light, it was sentient, alive. It gave this, it gave this army unimaginable power, but it wasn't enough. The light, it was young then, overwhelmed by the darkness, stretched too thin. And so it became something new. It would choose a single being in all of the universe, bond with them, make them better, make them powerful enough to stand against the dark. Oh, God, it's a symbiote. It's its op- opposite, a god of light. And she's and she's like losing it. She's still like trapped in this whole thing. We have a picture of the 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 golden warrior guy changing yeah. his shape into this giant circle. So the gold the gold is a, another symbiote, is what we're thinking here. Basically, it's it's basically okay. saying that this is like another take on a symbiote or something. Okay. Okay. And so you have it, maybe this one is actually symbiotic with a toast. Right. <laughs> and so it's it's showing as a giant circle with six little circles around in pairs. Okay. And it says the god of light. She's she's passing out from all the psychic surge. Cyclops mm-hmm. is there, like, what's going on? He's like, and she says, the god of light, it's here trying to get in, but it can't. It's trapped. I can hear it. It's screaming. And you have a picture from the dome outside. The light is trying to get in. It is trying to fight in, but it won't get in. And that's when Silver Surfer shows up and he's like, Gene, don't worry not. I am here. I see the light. It cannot break through. It cannot pass the barrier, but I can. Mm. So he takes in the light into his body. Becomes the golden surfer. (laughs) <laughs> and then <laughs> sorry uh, it's, so, just, it's too easy i know right so he puts it inside his chest and he sh- and he pushes away through and then no notices that this happens mm-hmm. Z- surfer zooms through takes out the other celestials and Noel's pissed and he screams out no surfer says oh i see you're not here for me go then go and find your warrior so the light shoots out shoots out of him and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Reed is getting readings on it and he's like oh my god Gene these readings this energy source you're right it behaves just like a symbiote it always has this god of light I know what it is oh and he's he's holding this little diagram of it he says we all do we've just been calling it by the wrong name <laughs> quote Captain Universe finally oh. the Enigma Force solved okay cool it totally makes sense it makes a lot of sense <laughs> it I'm makes into it. all the sense the captain universe Force. has never made captain sense universe. before so yeah right and yeah. it's always been kept the, uh, the the person is chosen to mm-hmm. fight against some big quote-unquote darkness or evil mm-hmm. and then as soon as that mission or storyline is done mm-hmm. the enigma force leaves and finds its next like warrior host person yeah. like it has been for 50 years, this <laughs> unexplained mm-hmm. constant of the universe. And, 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 oh, by the way, actually, it's the God. It, oh, so cool. <laughs> anyway, 
the uh, the Enigma Force, also known as the God of Light or Sim- or Null's Light Half, chooses okay. Eddie Brock. Nice, perfect symmetry. Yes, and close issue four. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so <laughs> the fact that <laughs> the fact that the hits don't stop here. Mm-hmm. I'm going into issue five, and I'm like, okay, Eddie yeah. Brock's got the cosmic power. Let's like let's end this. It's we'll gonna just be, have it's one gonna big, big blowout fight. fight scene, and we're gonna we've we've set the table, and now we're just gonna finish our. Now we're gonna have some dessert, right? Yeah. So we open issue five back on Silver Surfer, and he's mm-hmm. silver now again. He's not black anymore. Okay. So I think. And it doesn't doesn't explicitly get said because I guess it's not important here. But like for <laughs> anyone that reads beyond just these issues, they're going to care. Yeah, I think the God of Light turned him back. I don't know. Okay, I feel right, like he's Force, been he's been Silver Surfer Black for a while, et cetera, and et he's been incorporeal ever yeah. since. Like nobody can touch him, but he can still shoot his powers and affect the world. But nothing can actually physically touch him. Mm, so okay. And like it's almost like they did Silver Surfer Black just because Donny <laughs> Cates is like, hey, I'm gonna need him to come in through a big black <laughs> goo. <laughs> Make him intangible for me, please. Anyway, so so Silver Surfer shows up yeah, in front in of like Noel. two years. I'm gonna need a minor plot point. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Surfer shows up in front of Noel, and Noel's like, I remember you. And Surfer's like, hey, I remember you too. It was way more recent for me than it was for you, but uh <laughs> What's good? And so he takes his surfboard and he changes it into a, a broadsword. Oh. And Surfer is like, let's let's effing do this. Mm-hmm. Put the F on, you're going down. And Noel's like, cute. <laughs> so he gets he gets his he gets all black. Noel's like, you think you can do this? You think you take not alone? You can stop me before. What does it make you think anything's different now? And Surfer's like, I'm not alone. And you get the, your classic rallying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avengers, Avengers assembling. Assemble. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then, before any of that can happen, <laughs> giant explosion in front of them, stopping them. Uh, your classic superhero entrance, and says, "I appreciate the assist, fellas, but we'll take it from here." And here is Universe Venom. Sick. So. For those who can't see, because this is an audio-based podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> think Venom, but his spider is glowing and his eyes are glowing and and like energy is coming out of them. And then all of the black on him has constellations and stars, just mm-hmm. like anyone that is familiar with Captain Universe. They know that he's got those like constellations on his on every single version of him, uh, no matter who. The Enigma Force chooses, Enigma Force chooses, they always get those little constellation patterns. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Noel is like, so this is it then. The great god of the light has chosen the host that I have killed how many times now? <laughs> is this meant to scare me? Honestly, you can't possibly believe that you can beat. And, <laughs> and Venom's like, yeah, okay. So he reaches out with two hands. In two different directions, he summons Mjolnir out of Thor's hands. What? He reaches to the other with his left hand. And then with his right hand, he reaches out and summons the sword that was Silver Surfer's surfboard. Oh, my God. Oh, my and God. So okay. He's holding 
So he's holding the two <laughs> in either hand, and then he Hulk claps them together. Big light, big explosion, and then waiting for the page reveal. And we have the biggest <laughs> fucking war axe. Oh my God. <laughs> Known to Marvel. So okay. it's this. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> We have this giant war axe now, double-headed war axe that's glowing orange, uh, shaped like the Venom symbol that's on his chest, Mm, mm -hmm. and a giant symbiote staff, like where you put your hands. Right. And everyone is just like, uh... (laughs) (laughs) So, let's... (laughs) So physically speaking, <laughs> we have taken Mjolnir, wrapped the Silver Surfer's surfboard around it, and then given a given a handle made out of symbiote goo <laughs> to make this weapon. Oh, Holy comics. crap! The oh, Enigma comics. Force. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> Venom, Venom charges. So the the picture I just showed Steve is Venom charging at Noel. Yes. The next page is Noel running away. <laughs> Sick. No, just that's not a raw uh, yeah. as as anyone would trying to get away. <laughs> and and Cyclops does the recap for the reader <laughs> and he turns to cap and he's like was was that eddie brock wielding a battle axe made out of the surfer's board and Thor, thor's hammer did he just fly or am i <laughs> and, and they just get stopped he's like psych something's coming gear up we're not done <laughs> and more dragons are starting to show up sure. and then venom's like oh bring it on so all these dragons come in and he just does one of these Mm-hmm. <laughs> flail around your head things cuts off the heads of like all of the dragons of course Noel's freaking out Noel takes advantage of him attacking someone else swings with the all black and then in true badass anime form venom <laughs> just grabs this the the sword and stops it mm-hmm. grabs the blade and venom says no more no more swords no more dragons and he dissolves all black Wow. Holy crap. And <laughs> and Noel's like, what what how are you doing this? What the hell is this? He takes him down, crashes him through a building. And he's like, let's do this. The last, I guess, I don't know how I thought we took care of them all, but there's one more <laughs> celestial giant hand crashes into the building to take out Brock. And Brock is like, fuck off. And so he jumps up and slices off that head <laughs> with his battle axe. Jeez. Yeah. Fucking OP. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back. He's charging Null. The the second thing Spider-Man has done is stopped a dragon from trying to protect Null. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he webs up uh, the dragon's mouth. And as he's hanging from the dragon's mouth, he looks back and he says, man, I hate symbiote stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then so now we have a role reversal of Venom standing on top of Empire State Building holding Null out takes the sword the battle axe 
and rips the symbiote armor off of Null. Uh-huh. So Null is basically just this frail body again. And he drops Null onto the ground. That obviously doesn't kill him. And Venom gets down there. He says, get up. We're not done yet. And Null says, you can't. You can't win. You may kill me, but the darkness, it lives in your son. And Venom's like, oh, you want to talk about my son? Let's go talk. <laughs> and so he picks he picks up Null. They fly out, shoot through the, the goo barrier. Mm-hmm. He like breathes this like fire on uh, Noel's face and like starts to melt it, and then he he pulls a sentry and he takes <laughs> Noel to the sun, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "You can you can just you can just die here. That'd be fine." And so okay. he says, "This is for Dylan," and he holds him in the sun until he vaporizes away. That's pretty metal. It's pretty fucking metal. Sweet. Yeah. And then Venoms can start hearing a bunch of voices. He doesn't understand what's going on. And he gets back. He starts to race back because he's trying to figure out the Enigma Force is talking to him now. And he's like, Edward, do you feel it? Uh, You've done it. They're singing to you, Edward. Null, he is gone. His hive. They are free. Then we come Mm. back to New York and we have the army of, of vampires being like, fuck yeah, we won. All right, wait, Blade, the sun's you're back. going down. Oh crap. <laughs> Blade, you're going down. Come on, we got you. And he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then they're like, what makes you think you can stop us? And they're like, and on the comms, the Avengers are like, Blade, do you need backup? He's like, nah, I'm good. As he's being pinned down on the ground. And then the drag, the vampires are like, what do you mean? Tell me, what do you know that we do not? He's like, what do I know? I know what time it is. And then the dome comes down and they all get vaporized by the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and then the battle axe is on the ground and both Thor and, and Surfer are staring at it like, so <laughs> what, what do we do? <laughs> and they both reach out to it and it splits back into their two weapons. So they're good now. Eddie gets back. And everyone's just like, oh my gosh, you did it. It's over. He's like, no, it's not. There's still some darkness in Dylan. And Eddie's like, Dylan, this is going to hurt. I got you. Try to breathe. This, this, is, this is really going to hurt. And he, like, his hand starts to glow white. And he reaches inside Dylan and pulls out the like darkness symbiote thing that was in Dylan this whole time. And he destroys it. So, yay. And then after he did that, the Enigma Forest lets go of of eddie he was like it's basically just like all right you're good to go (laughs) time to keep going does that mean Eddie's dead now again or no he's brought back okay yeah Yeah. the venom symbiote comes back to eddie he's like eddie like you're awesome We're, we're good to go now he's like cool and then all these symbiotes are starting to like show up like all these little heads those little symbiote heads are like What's going on? What's, what's, what's going on? And then and Eddie's like, wait a second. I can like hear all of them. What's going on? Why are the symbiotes chasing him like that? I, I, I don't think they are. And then Venom does this little dialogue. And it's like, uh, they are speaking to you in our ancient tongue, Eddie, because you you defeated the void. You freed our kind. You are the hive now. You are the hive uh, mind now, Eddie. You are the god of symbiotes. You are the king in black. And the last picture is Eddie with his giant wings looking out over all the Grendel dragons that are now his. Okay. 
<sighs> Interesting character to base an entire crossover around. Right? Like it's funny because like I've the Eddie Brock hero turn has happened so many times and then been undone so many times that yeah. to to kind of write your entire crossover around that is it's an interesting choice. I guess it's I because agree. Donny Cates has been writing Venom for quite a while now. And also Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny because over the last like 10 years, they've really been expanding on the symbiotes, where they came from, mm-hmm. you know, like they had one, one storyline where Venom joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And they discovered Clintar and that the, that's the name of all of that alien race. And mm-hmm. then they found out that the planet, the, the planet Clintar is actually their native tongue for the word cage because mm. they were holding null deep inside the core and that's just kind of what happened and then they had this like space night thing because that's what they wanted to be in the first place but then then and then one then that writer dropped and then a new writer came (laughs) in and they added in the whole null space god trying to influence the baddies and Mm. like it's not a noble race of symbiotes they're actually really scared of this guy and Okay. And then doing all of the carnage stuff and really expanding what carnage could do and giving him this like holy mission of trying to release and revive Null. Mm-hmm. And then introducing the All Black, which was used in Jason Aaron's Thor for Thor the God Butcher. Right. And that's what Gore the God Butcher used to fight Celestials and all the gods oh, and all that yeah. other stuff. And so like... Over the last like 10, 12 years, they've really been just expanding anything having to do with like the the symbiote line. Sure. So now and it's that's time been to come a lot a of head. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a wild ride. <laughs> cool. I don't know where you go from here having <laughs> Venom be the king in black. Having Eddie be the king in black. Right. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in the next volume of Venom. <laughs> yeah, which is going to be in like a month. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah. So there is a Venom King and Black side book, which is mm. thick. Okay. It's like, um, I have all the side books right here. This is all the side books. <laughs> and okay. Venom King and Black. It's only five issues, but I don't know yeah. why it's so thick. Uh, maybe there's a bunch of like extra stuff in the back. I'm curious because the the story was so focused on Venom and what he did, mm-hmm. and especially since he spent half the story dead. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to explore him as maybe the king that's in the black. Venom symbiote. All right. Also, maybe that. Yeah. What's the symbiote doing? So that. So you might get that conversation between the two in that book. Yeah. I'm just interested in what the symbiote does and wants without Eddie in this situation. I think that mm-hmm. makes for interesting drama. Yeah. And so, yeah. So all the the King and Black books, we've got Atlantis Attacks, which just happens to be happening at the same time, I guess, because that has nothing right. to do with King and Black. I don't right. know why they called it King and Black Atlantis Attacks, and there was so much buildup to Atlantis Attack. I don't know why they did it, but whatever. King and Black Avengers, which it consists of one, two, three, four, five, six one-issue stories okay. of just different skirmishes going around. Gwenum versus Carnage, which is three. 
Okay. <laughs> so Ghost Spider. AKA, AKA Spider Gwen. Spider, yeah. What what we know as Spider Gwen because yeah. that's what people dubbed her. Right. Well, it's also that was the original title of her book. Yeah. Also, it is now called Ghost Spider because that's what she right. goes by. But in her universe, she, she was Spider Woman and then changed to, mm-hmm. to Ghost Spider. Anyway, point is, she lost her powers and she has this synthetic symbiote that um, her her world's version of the symbiote story is a synthetic thing that is a bunch of spiders that makes her suit now and gives mm-hmm. her her powers. Okay. So we have Gwen, and so she gets called Gwenum when she's all venomed out, and and by <laughs> it, it 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 just works too well not to use. Exactly, and, and, the, and the that's pun is and, too easy. Yeah. yeah, people, people, and she obviously doesn't go by Gwenum, but like right. that's what we but call the fans it would have done it if Marvel didn't just jump exactly. on it. Yeah. So that was a three issue arc. There's one issue of Scream and one issue of Spider Man, which is hilarious. <laughs> like it just goes to show how much work they've gone into making Venom his own character and not a Spider-Man character. Yeah, no kidding. That Spider-Man has one issue of the side story. <laughs> God, that's really true. Right? Yeah. That was my big takeaway. I was like, holy shit. And yeah, it's, I didn't it's think so of that, side story too. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and Scream, the Scream symbiote currently is hosted by Andy Benton, who was a... Venom side character. She was given part of the Venom symbiote and she became Mania. Okay. There's also a storyline where she got a hell mark. So she has, she has like hellfire also. Sure. Great combo. (laughs) Yep. So on top of Atlanta's attacks, we have Namor King in black, which is going to explore the whole black tide thing. Okay. Yeah. We kind of, we did kind of didn't hear anything more from that after you. Exactly. Yeah. We see him going and recruiting them. And then the next time we see him, we have him summoning the water and the yep. black tider behind him, but they never said anything. We've only okay. ever seen them in shadows. We see them in two cells. So <laughs> I think it's going to explain. Dive into okay. that. King and Black Planet of the Symbiotes, which is Planet of the Symbiotes 1 through 3, Black and King and Black, Black Knight, which would be one issue. Okay. So we'll see what that is. We have King and Black Return of the Valkyries, which hopefully means Jane Foster is going around and making more Valkyries. Yeah. Even though, so one of the Valkyries on here looks like MCU Valkyrie, <laughs> and sure. then we also and then we also have Danny Moonstar Valkyrie back there. Sweet. We have King and Black Thunderbolts, which I'm excited for. Okay, sweet. Because we haven't had a Thunderbolts title in quite some time. Yeah. And the first sentence is, but Mayor Wilson Fisk has a plan. So he's he's oh. putting a Thunderbolts team together. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's deliciously awful. Okay, cool. So this will be Thunderbolts 1 through 3, and then King and Black Marauders gets one issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then the in-continuity titles are Black Cat, Queen and Black, which mm-hmm. looks like she's getting a symbiote. Okay. Just Sick. from the back cover. Yeah. We have Savage Avengers, King in Black, which I'm not excited about. <laughs> we have <laughs> Spider-Woman, King in Black, mm-hmm. with like her fourth costume change in the last six years. <laughs> we have another one shot of Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black, hmm. which I do. The characters they have on this cover, Uatu, Black Knight, Kang the Conqueror, Rocket Raccoon, and a shadowy Black Symbiote thing. Yeah, that's a real... That's a real grab bag there. I agree. It's very strange. 
And then on the back, you have old school Monica Rambeau. Yeah. And Simba Spider-Man. So we'll see what that is. Yeah. There's this a new team that gets introduced and created from King and Black called the Union. Okay. They are a UK-based team. Okay. And it looks like all brand new heroes. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. It's a one-shot. So I'm hoping, I hoping, I hope it does well. I hope it's at least interesting. Venom King and Black, thick boy. Right. And then we've got the second volume of King Deadpool, which is all King and Black stuff. Okay. And then we have volume eight of Avengers, which has a King and Black tie-in, but the volume is called Enter the Phoenix, which is also why I thought Phoenix was going to be the God of Light. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens in here is a retcon or retelling of somebody's origin story, and I'm not excited about it. (laughs) Okay. It, it got spoiled to me from, I think, Reddit. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. And then the only other one is Fantastic Four Volume 7, The Forever Gate, which primarily, I think, is focusing on the Kree and Skrull child that they adopted. But I oh, know that mm-hmm. there's at least one issue of King and Black. Hmm. Okay. Well, were you planning on doing any more of those today? It's been... Nope. We're at an hour and a half. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I was I was planning because so much happens in King and Black itself that I wanted to give it the time that it needed yeah. to really that's that's why sink in on all the events. Yes. But oh man, just rewriting the Enigma Force and oh sorry, one last thing about it, which yeah. I totally forgotten about. And then I saw this on TikTok because this one TikTok guy I follow, he has a series of objects of the marvel universe and weapons of the marvel universe mm-hmm. and he goes into the black vortex black vortex was a cosmic storyline from i think like two, uh right before you and i moved in together so, it's like right when i it, <laughs> it's funny because it's right when i stopped reading x-men <laughs> yeah like it the, is the, it the is first the first big storyline after i had stopped reading every x yeah X-book. because the new x-men were involved in that yeah. And at the time, the new X-Men were the original kid X-Men. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because they're involved in that because... But basically, the Black Vortex is this mirror that shows you your cosmically powered best self. Mm. And then it asks... You have to say, like, I accept this form or whatever, and then it mm. turns you into that. Okay. The downside is you kind of get high on the power and you kind of lose your sanity, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Fun stuff. Yeah, by the end of that crossover, everyone gives their powers back except for Angel. Angel doesn't give it back. Gamora doesn't give it back. Mm. And one or two others. Anyway, not a, not important. But in that reflection, Venom is currently part of the Guardians and it shows his reflection. And he has the Captain Universe oh, markings wow. on his body. No and kidding. I refuse to believe that this was planned ever since back then. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because I I really feel like this is like, okay, we have Venom, Space Knight. He is cosmic. Uh, How can we we make this alien space scoop look cosmic-y? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, But like he has the actual Captain Universe 
design on his shoulder. Wow. And that is so cool. That is cool. And I just saw that TikTok literally like four days ago, like <laughs> a week after I read King in Black. And, and you've been like, freaking about, ah. out about it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Black Vortex is super interesting. Cool. That was when Hank realized that he can't send the kids back. Like the time, the timeline right. is broken because of him. Right. I will read it one day and I'm looking forward to it when I do. I just, I think, you know, I, I really take my X-Men binges in, in stages. Yeah. And waves, yeah. which speaking of, I, I, I read a little bit. I've got a whole pod's worth prepped for, um, for February. For, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah. So that was King in Black. Awesome. I lost my shit when Enigma Force showed up. I also just from like everyone that I <laughs> and again I, from, the way that the way that these crossovers often work is that the main event there the the main crossover title is is just like the the action movie that's the blockbuster that's right. the big you know big punchy punchy all mm-hmm. the all the crazy twists and turns and and big kamehamehas in the sky and then once we get into the side books that's where you get some of the more character focused storylines you get you get you get like what's going on in their head mm-hmm. what are some of the ramifications that yeah. we don't see in the main story it's going to it's going to be fun except for Atlantis attacks cuz that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> spoiler alert but that's going to be the first thing we cover next week next week okay it's going to cool. be all of like 5 minutes <laughs> so <laughs> i'm so disappointed anyway <laughs> that's a bummer but don't don't you want to see what your favorite character is arrow and swordmaster are up to i could I can leave this pod right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. You. I'll be all alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so King and Black, man. I, yeah, good stuff. To me, it, it lived up to my own hype. And well, that's, that's important. That, yeah. It was not a siege. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so much fun. Anyway, thank you for sitting through an hour and a half of me covering <laughs> literally five issues of comics. <laughs> <laughs> so much happens. <laughs> oh man. So segue. You, said you had a segue here. Yeah. Segue into Nomon. I have an example okay. of technology being, depending on your perspective, being mm-hmm. super big brothery but also incredibly awesome. And okay. this is this proves my stance of this would be awesome, but it's only awesome if there's no agenda and mm-hmm. if everyone is involved. Right. And that's never going to happen. Right. And so we're never going to get this in, in full force. However, <laughs> so my cousin got a push notification alert that... Uh, I guess it's something you have to sign up for, but she got alerted that she was within like effective range of someone who tested positive for COVID. Mm. And it's like this Bluetooth thing. And it basically said that based on signal strength and time of signal strength, you may be exposed to COVID because someone who did have COVID was, you know, checked the boxes of yeah. our Bluetooths together. Yeah. And so she recently just flew into LAX and took Airbus back to town. Oh, yeah. And so, so she's some thinking high, it's from high that. exposure activities, sure. And and long-term exposure. Like if it was someone on the bus, right. like it's like three hours in a confined, mm-hmm. you know, 
capsule. So it was, it's my wife's cousin. And so yeah. and she showed me like the text that she got from it. And like mm-hmm. that, my initial takeaway was just like, that is the coolest thing ever. And then before I got super excited, <laughs> I started thinking about our conversations with Nomon. And I'm like, man, <laughs> like, but at the same time, like, I mean, cool this person opted into it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, she opted into this program and she works yeah. in this in a school. So like it's it's good that she knows this kind of stuff. But yeah. like, how cool would that be? I mean, if technology is, yeah. was opted into this. It has a lot of potential for very good. It's true. Uh, right. Can't and it's deny. not even, it's not even, it's not even a good or a bad thing. Well, like it depends on how you accept it. Like, because some people's takeaway would be like, that's obnoxious. I can't believe I went to church and I was exposed. Like this is the this is the worst thing. Right. But like it's useful. It's not a good mm. or a bad thing. It's yes. just that it has utility. It. And that is where big data has its strength. It's just that nobody approaches big data without an agenda. <laughs> well, I should, I should that yeah. makes it sound like I do, but like so few people <laughs> approach a uh, big data without yeah. an agenda. And mm-hmm. that's where it falls apart. And 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 like COVID itself is already as obnoxiously political as it can be. Politicized, yeah, for sure. And, and it shouldn't be. And yeah. I'm not here to get into that conversation, but <laughs> like how amazing would that be if every member of a populace, even just like in a city, were opted into this kind of a program where it helps us like if I went to contact tracing, I mean, because contact yeah. tracing is is such a, a weak point of our yeah. our virus response. Right. In, in and America. if I went to three like high risk areas mm-hmm. but and you went to three different high risk areas but we had one overlap and i got the notification but you didn't we can knock that overlap out it's going to be one of these other two that i didn't see you at <laughs> right but also like say i'm like yeah you know what i just don't want to be a part of this then then it falls apart yeah then the contract it, tracing gets so much but on the other hand if the contract t- tracing is so robust, then you know exactly who right. tested positive. And then at that point, it's like, well, you know, HIPAA's out the window. And like, <laughs> I know everybody makes fun of HIPAA, but it it, it, it actually is useful legislation. And it has useful <laughs> outcomes in, in regulation. Right. And, and it's just like, oh, man, it's it's so almost witnessy that like mm-hmm. it was just. It's uh, I couldn't wait to I mean, talk about it. That's what that's what's interesting to the witness about me is that you, as, as the author has said many times, all of the technology in the witness exists in the current. Some day. degree, it's, it's just yeah. about the application of it. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So America's too diverse. It would never happen here. But like <laughs> that, and I think that's that's an, uh, a factor of why it's the the story is set in the UK and not well. Well, so here, here, here's here's um, another way of looking at this as to the 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 benefits and downfalls of, of of a system like this, and this is a much more low tech version, but just the idea of the use uses and drawbacks of having basically extensive records and 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 intelligence about your citizenry. 
So, and this comes from my friend Didia, who is Jewish and his family is from the Netherlands. And when the Nazis invaded in World War II, it was very easy for them to find out where all the Jews lived because the government kept records on everything. And so Yedidia's grandparents were in the resistance and they had to basically break into the Office of Government Records and get themselves unlisted. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> when the war was over, they had to break back into the government office and put themselves back in. Otherwise, they wouldn't be citizens. Wow. That's, that's wild. Yeah. That's such an interesting story. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, being as far removed from this kind of situation as I am, <laughs> that is so incredibly interesting. Mm -hmm. Like that second part of that story is the thing that nobody thinks about. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Like I, I'm trying to avoid saying that that's really cool because these are people's lives <laughs> um, <laughs> during a very, very disgusting and dark time. But like, Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Man. See, and but ah, that's 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 data with with an agenda. <laughs> or repurposing existing data. I mean, but for a new but, agenda. Right. But the the data was per, was collected without an agenda and then yes. very easily mobilized towards an agenda. It was used. So, yeah, it was used for And an so and so it doesn't even matter whether the data is collected with the idea of an agenda or not, as long the as the fact can, that it exists, yeah, yeah, makes it makes it exploitable. It, it does, and it's such a shame, and yeah, just ugh. so so so, nah, dude. I saw this other. Sorry, <laughs> uh, this is meme about Black Mirror season one episode two. Okay, and it has this guy sitting on a couch looking at this like avatar projection of him of himself mm -hmm. and i haven't seen black mirror so i don't know i feel like i saw that episode but I the don't. application of it yeah and that was in 2011 mm -hmm. and then 2021 has uh, has showed a clip from zuckerberg's metaverse <laughs> presentation and uh -huh. it was him standing in front of an avatar of himself uh, doing yes. these, showing the exact same thing and you're and, and like it was the same like avatar like quality like the way the way it's like sort of cartoony kind of looks like a higher mm -hmm. quality me for for those with nintendo switches your me's are very cartoony for those of you with xbox xbox live on 360 you can make an avatar of yourself and it looks way more like that okay those avatars and so the metaverse avatar looks like that with a little bit more definition mm -hmm. and the black mirror avatar looked like that but a little less definition it's very strange yeah. 2011 was peak, like, what if phones but bad era. <laughs> yeah. And 2021, we're like, yeah, we, bro, we know they're bad. They're, we, we, we talked <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> they're destroying our lives. They're destroying our society. What do, what do you want? Yep. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're all the way Been down here. that road now. Been here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so, apologies. Yeah. Let's, let's get into of the dystopia. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. this chapter... Uh, chapter 18? Nin 19. 19. 18 was as, as if his world. I don't have any notes on it. Though. 
17 was like oh, that oh, oh, that like that place with the rooms that he was walking through. It was Kiriakos chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It would be helpful to use some proper nouns in here. That he uh, and they <laughs> and she, but yeah, like that, but with teeth. Kiriakos meets Stella and this new person that is strikingly familiar. I, I have a note that says Megalos is clearly the bad guy. <laughs> they went through like four rooms. There's this a gray, there's this bloodbath that I guess is. I I mentally picture the like blood rave at the beginning of of Blade. Yeah, <laughs> like that, the nineteen ninety nine. Checks out. Blade. Yeah, there's a computer room and then there's Stella's room. Yeah, so basically he he was kidnapped to a fascist cult compound run by Megalos, and along with this woman who was not Stella, but was Stella, and went through kind of got the full tour of the place was instructed to find the Chamber of Isis, which was an Easter egg in the game Witnessed. Yes, and he's the only one that's found it. Yep. Yes, that's right. And then faced off against the shark again at the very end in the Zagre was was dumped down into the sea and he and Stella were trying to escape. Right. Yes. Okay. You have to find the Easter egg in Witnessed. That's right. And to to give his shark, his shark god basically, that gave him this foresight about financial crashes to to give that over to Megalos. Chapter 19 is called, I Will Save You All. And I'm just going to say, first off, this chapter is going to be really hard to recap. I'm going to do my best. But there's lots of different narrative threads to pull together here. Lots of text-only fuckery, which I'm going to have to describe in words, but you just immediately see looking at it. But to wit, here's the first page, sans serif, one sentence in italics, which you, okay, sans serif, this first sentence is in italics, which in this book usually denotes like a memory or a quotation or something. It says, the difficulty is cognitive, I'm afraid. And that's a line we've heard before during the, the Diana Hunter interrogation as she had her stroke. And then... Space, space, Y, space, space, H, A, space, 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 R, space, 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 O, U, space, 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 I, space, G, space, space, O, space, space, O. Okay, so that, okay, space, space, Y, space, space, H, A, space, 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 R, space, space, R, It's not important. It's not important. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it, 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 what, what it is and what's going on. Okay. With a bit of work and context, you can work it out to mean why, what are you going to do? And it continues on. And that's from the Nomon chapter. And it continues on with more, you know, letters cut out. Like it's being, it, it's just being interrupted. Yeah. I am Nomon, sometimes, sometimes called the desperation protocol, sometimes the murdering angel. And mil- missing letters are illustrating Nomon getting absolutely trashed by Zagreus as Nomon goes through the Chamber of Isis, which is where we left off the last Nomon chapter. That was a while ago, so let's recap it quickly. Zagreus is the planet of single consciousness. Yes. So Also known as Z. Yes. And he tells so, Nomon to travel back and kill the five. Yes. So in a future where humans all have multiple bodies called instances scattered around different planets across the cosmos, Nomon is the largest single post-human entity created originally by a community of discarded bad memories and selfish or destructive impulses alongside artists, free thinkers, and outcasts joining together into one group mind for the goal of survival. 
and that includes surviving their current doomed universe and transcending to the next. The closest similar entity to Nomon is called Zagreus, a group mind of all of the organisms on a single planet, which is infectious, described often as fungal or like the tendrils of an orchid. Loosely, the two are friends. Zagreus, like you said, contacts Nomon, offering the chamber, chamber being a way to outlive the universe or not die by being able to transcend time. It's not really transcending the universe, but it's not dying. So that's at, at the very least a start. It's a good start. Yeah. And so in exchange, Zagreus wants Nomon to kill the banker, the alchemist, the artist, and the librarian slash hunter. But as soon as Nomon steps in the chamber, everything turns to shit. Nomon is torn apart and shut off from all of their other instances and backups, all their memory, all of their past. So back to this chapter. That, that quote, the difficulty is cognitive, I'm afraid, is repeated over and over again as Nomon tries to talk themselves through this. But it's not just infection, but disconnection that's the problem. But on the other hand, Nomon really is in, in possession of the chamber now. And I've got a quote here. The problem that is that I'm thinking across time, and sometimes I'm all lined up and everything works as if nothing has changed. And sometimes the pieces slip out of alignment and reaction precedes action so that action never occurs and reaction is orphaned. Imagine you drop a cup and the action of dropping a cup causes you to swear and put your hand out. But you put out your hand before the cup, dro cup drops and so you don't drop the cup and you don't swear. You're just left there with the cup in your hand and nowhere for your mind to go because your next thought is to clean up the cup that isn't broken. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how Nomon's mind is working right now. And a few more italics quotes here, including welcome to the international Mr. Kyriakos and the last sort of sentence from the Kyriakos chapter we just finished. And the quote is like that, but with teeth. See how we're kind of jumping around between major narrative fragments. And then we get a longer italics quote here. Annabelle, he murmurs, when we have spent all night together, and the sky is growing light beneath a cheap curtain I pinned up when I moved in and have never changed. Annabelle, so wonderful. Who, me? Yes, you. He's all but asleep, yet lucid, dreaming me while I'm here. I wonder if I have wings in his closed eyes, if I can fly. Good? Ha. Yes, better than good. Like lithium and dilithium. One real, one magic. Diana Bell. Nerd. Die nerd. I see what you did there. Die nerd. Ha. Huh? He's gone down into the sheets and shadows, still smiling. I wrap my body around his, feel the strangeness of male construction, of bone and muscle hung differently from what happened, uh, from how I am made, and close my eyes. We've never had Annabelle as uh, narrator. a, a narrator person. before. She isn't one of the, one of the cardinals. Yeah. And also, she's called Diana Bell. Okay, so that, this kind of is the start of a longer Annabelle narrative thread that we'll come back through in the chapter. But yeah, we've got italics fragments, like I said, of Berihun, then Kyriakos, Athenaeus, etc. scattered around, hard to make meaning of, several references to bees and honey, which <laughs> got to ring that bell every time we see it. But they're kind of hard to place. They're pretty abstract. The narrative keeps coming back to Nomon, Nomon reasserting themselves uh, repeating their own name, their nicknames, like the Desperation Protocol, the Murdering Angel, 10,000 Eyes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anything to help them reincorporate. Some more italics, seemingly following the difficulty is cognitive, I'm afraid, line. 
It says, she will suffer ongoing degradation, I'm afraid, unless we split the brain and reconstruct. And a bit later, we'll have to reconstruct almost entirely. But of course, these days, that is considerably more plausible than, yes, yes, I believe, yes. All right, yes, I'll record an authorization. Are you ready? Good. As administrator, and this is, there's, you know, this isn't all in one chunk. This is split all over the place, but I'm compiling it back together because I'm your friend. <laughs> Good. As administrator, I formally request a surgical intervention on this subject in the interest of health and security this day. Timestamp, please. And then a bit later, and I, for the voice record, am Diana Hunter, section chief. Yes, file that, please, and proceed. So it seemed like this was Diana Hunter's you know, uh, the the medical intervention that happened during Diana Hunter's interrogation when she had her stroke. But with a little more sleuthing around, I think this is actually all referring to the Anna Magdalena operation, that mm. character with the split brain, who was the, the precedent of someone who essentially died under... Under interrogation. Witness, the first yeah, one. under interrogation, under witness care, when they tried to treat her split brain personality disorder and basically destroyed her entire personality. Okay. So let's get back to the Annabelle thread. <laughs> it says Colson is standing by the window. He has risen from our bed and is looking out at the unmistakable shining of midnight London in December, the lucent indigo sky. Colson, I say, what fire spine. I know they've asked. They did not ask. I proposed it because I am afraid. And then I stepped back and told them, no, no. But I've been asking myself, what if the slide into horror is inevitable? What if that is the turning of the tide? In that case, is it, be is it not better to protect people from consequences than to, say f than to say full steam ahead and hope that at the end, when enough suffering has happened, someone will make something good from the wreckage? The first duty of a state is to protect. If it does not do that, it does nothing. But protect what? No one ever says that people have to be better. No one says that all these things we espouse, these free choices and self-governances, depend on our behaving like the best of ourselves and not the worst. Who is to stop us, to catch us when we fall? When rage spirals like birds in a meadow, like a cloud of insects, and tears apart whatever is underneath, good or bad. After what we've been through, what we're still going through, only a fool would still be an optimist. A fool or Coulson. I love him so much because he is brave. What if he's wrong? What if I am? What if there has to be someone to say no? Don't even go to the meeting, I say. All right, he tells me. I won't. You're right. Let's be the real thing. Breaks off all the way. Breaks off all the way, I agree. We make love then, with the blind open so the purple light of the city washes us both. It is wonderful, but it hurts too. But later, in the dark, he whispers to me, what if we're wrong? What if we are? I reschedule the meeting and go. He does not know until later, and then he is angry, but by then we are committed. We are building fire spine. Because people are not always good, not always rational at heart or kind. Sometimes we amplify the best in one another, sometimes the worst. We need a way to make, to make sure people make the right choices with their freedom, something that pushes us to be better. I used to think otherwise before all this. I've changed my mind. I think I've changed my mind. So, some pretty crucial passages here for what I'm guessing is the creation of the witness and the system in between the end of the last Bekele chapter when Turnpike Trust showed up and demand demanded all of the technology, everything in their heads, et cetera. 
because they're talk- they're talking about uh, the, uh, fire spine. Yeah, they're and, talking and about they're, they're they're talking about when Turnpike Trust came to you know request basically or requisition it, it basically to uh, to use eminent domain to acquire their company and all of their data and all of their technology whether they go whether to go to the meeting and play ball or not. All right, so we get a sense that these narrations that are going on are echoes going on through Noman's mind that Noman's trying to silence in order to successfully reconstitute themselves while dodging Zagreus's ongoing infection. But their the description of this is similar. I've got another quote here. Be very quiet instead. Be the least of you. Now imagine a single flat image of yourself, a still photograph, now another next to it, and another. Just single frames, things you know best about yourself and all the world, things that are most comfortable. But be very quiet, because if they hear you, worms, orchid tendrils with soft green teeth, white spores, gulls. How many pictures can you hold? Three? Five? Hold as many of them as you can. Get used to it. Move between them. Focus on them, on your smiling face, on the perfect moments you have conjured. Are they really memories or are they collections of habit? Do you really remember one particular incidence of sitting in your favorite chair or have you made up a perfect aggregation? Is your sanctuary still or is it rustling like leaves? Can they hear you? Good. Hold the quiet. The frozen moment. Let the green eye of the electroencephalograph pass over you and move on. Trick the sonar. Good. So description of that kind of sounds a lot like Diana's process of invading the witness's memory probes while under interrogation, right? And the passage continues from there, but the similarity gets even stronger. Mm. And then Noman starts considering the possibilities of being in the chamber, saying, my mind is detemporalized. There are possibilities. The banker, the alchemist, the artist, and the librarian. I'm going to kill them. Is that what I'm going to do? Tell you one thing. I'm going to kill someone for this. And Noman goes into the chamber and finds Scipio, the monkey muck from the Athenaeus chapter, and kills him. And then find, they find Athenaeus herself, but Noman is taking the four, or Athenaeus perceives Noman as the demon or the gent, the jinn that, you know, she had that conversation with in the Athenaeus chapter. They have the same, they have the exchange that they did there. And then later Athenaeus opens her son's coffin as she did at the end of that chapter, but she only finds Noman instead and freaks out. <laughs> and then another quote here. This is a fugue, a reversible amnesia characterized by unplanned travel or wandering in which the memories and personality of an individual are suppressed as a consequence of a stressful episode or it's time travel leading to a certain to a kind of ubiquity. Have I accidentally become a god and discovered as gods do that it is impossible to continue as one was before now that one is everywhere and inside everything? It's pretty stressful, actually. You wouldn't you wouldn't like it. Being torn apart is stressful. By definition. But that was always the plan. I must be torn before I could be real. Whose plan? Timestamp and authorize. Hers or mine or ours? Is that or is that Zagreus talking too? But now I must inhale. I must seek my other parts where they are fallen. There are possibilities, but if I'm going to live, I have to change my mind. Okay. Ready for yet another narrative thread in italics? Okay. Okay. So I am torn. This is my last chance to write something to you before they go ahead. It's a sort of time capsule, a message from me as I am uh, now to you, whom I will become, or who will take up the residence in my body afterwards. 
there's a certain amount of debate after that, which I have to say I find a little upsetting because it isn't the sort of thing that should be in doubt. So I feel a little bit torn about the whole thing and about you. I hope you understand. My name is Anna Magdalena. You can have it if you like. I've been diagnosed with a rare form of, look, it actually doesn't matter. They're going to operate on my head and stop me from getting worse. The trouble is that we already know it won't save me. I will definitely die. My mind is defined by a kind of brokenness that can't be replicated in ordinary function. I sound fine now, but it's temporary. It's a window, if you like, open because of drugs and electrotherapy and all sorts of other things. Did you know they can't read my mind? They can barely even find it. That's because of what's wrong with me. I can see the world and it's not what it seems. Everything I've ever known and every person, it's all just skin over something infinitely bigger and more important. It's not an illusion. It's all real. It's just that you only see the smallest possible part of it from the wrong angle and draw all sorts of wrong conclusions. They say that I'm potentially very dangerous because of that perception. I could hurt someone. Parentheses. I couldn't really. That, ne- that never really happens because the world is not what it seems. That's the sort of thing I say that makes them unhappy. End parentheses. <laughs> Listen very carefully. All that is nonsense. I found something I wasn't supposed to see, and now they're killing me to hide it. That's the paranoia talking. I have transient paranoia. I, feel, I freely and happily consent to this procedure. I need it. Without it, I will kill myself or kill someone else or both. I'm afraid, but that's normal. I, did, I just didn't want you to have nothing of me. I wanted you to know that I wish you luck, that I don't resent you, that I hope you're better at this than I am. Remember, they murdered me, the fire judges. They made me believe all this because it's better than revealing the secret truth of the world and now they're going to finish the job. Just my little joke. There are no fire judges. That's part of the fantasy. Don't worry about it. Go on. Just try to be you. And then it starts breaking up. Just try to be you. Be you. And then it goes all into the glossolalia, just random syllables that you that we came across in when um, Barry Hoon was having his first spiritual episode. It's Jija Jo Ra Falata. <laughs> You've got a face fuck. right now. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Dude. Okay. Are we, are we just, are we running? Are we just running through? Yeah. Uh, do you, no, let's talk. What, what do you see here? What no. do you so are we implying, are we saying here that her, I mean, she kind of has DID, right? But like, right. it's slightly different. Yeah. But are we implying that an individual with a mental disorder or a DID, multiple personality disorder, breaks? Nope. Like breaks the witness, and witness doesn't function correctly because it can't it can't handle multiple personalities in one body. <laughs> That's certainly one way of looking at it. Right. <laughs> like there, there's all this other stuff to unpack with unpack about her saying that you know she sees the true world behind the world, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we've, we've and, seen a lot oh. of bizarre things about the nature of reality over the course of this book. Things to question, right. et cetera. And, and uh, with the, the 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 like alternate reality talk mm-hmm. in No Man's Chapter and basically transcending time with memories and implanting yourself with other people's memories and then yeah and yeah 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 but like but but this is the first time it's like blatantly said everything else is like yes. we've we've watched something happen or somebody has felt 
something amiss or yeah. whatever. But this, we finally have someone straight up just saying something is wrong, something is fucked, and and they're killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're getting rid of me because I know it. And yes. does she know it because? Of her other personalities being able to watch what's happening to her from the outside, like quote unquote outside, but like, uh, okay, all right, cool. Let's let's continue on here. Let's continue. (laughs) We also have a conversation here between Diana and and Anna Magdalena, Miss Hunter. There's a problem with the numbers. No, there can't be. There's a problem in the voting. I just, I found it. It's all, there's a real problem, a corruption of the, no. Here, look. No, that's not what I meant. I'm just sad. Sad? Yes, Anna, I'm sorry. This, well, let's talk about it. You know? I know so much. Let's talk. All right. Are you all right? How do you feel? So something's up with the voting in the system. And Miss Hunter knows about it. Why is Miss Hunter part of this conversation. I think we're still wondering who really was Diana Hunter. Except we okay, got this that is earlier. A, this is we Anna got that Magdalena. earlier. It's a conversation between Anna Magdalena and Diana Hunter. But we yeah. we got that that little bit earlier, right? Diana Hunter was the section chief in yes. Anna Magdalena's surgery. Yes. Okay. It it continues on sort of along that thread. So it starts with, this is a, another italics passage. Damn it. Damn and damn and blast and bloody hell. Listen, don't talk to me right now. Just listen. Don't touch me. Jesus, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't, don't, don't. I'm just, she's dead. Do you understand me? We killed her. Oh, there's a body in there and it'll breathe and shit and carry on. But that woman is dead, 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 dead. And that is murder, political murder and abuse of power. And it is everything. It was an accident. It was death and under torture. And so what if it was accidental? Hardly torture we. We are murderers. I don't believe that. No, you don't. What does that mean? You heard me perfectly, I'm sure. That's when I knew I was leaving leaving him. And for what it's worth, that's when I knew too, that we had become enemies as well as murderers. He didn't realize I was leaving the fire judges until later, because he could imagine us apart, but he couldn't imagine that. Perhaps I didn't know that part either, because I still thought I could do some good there, which, of course, I was wrong. And in retrospect, that's probably the definition of a relationship coming to an end. And then one more in this same thread, again, these are these are all spaced out, but I want to put them together for you. Ms. Magdalena, hello? My name is, well, call me Oliver, and this is my friend. Do, oh. you, do you remember either of us? No, sorry. That's all right. I didn't really think you would. Oh, good then, I suppose. You've been very ill. How do you feel now? Mostly okay, sort of roomy. Yes, well, you're still you, you see. Still you experiencing this new thing. But a lot of you is missing, so I suppose you would feel a bit rattly inside your head. Who am I? Well, that's for you to decide now that you're well. We have a job for you here, working with Diana. That's what you did before, actually. You worked with us. There will be continuity in that way. We'll keep you close. Nice, thank you. But the woman with him can barely speak. Her mouth is a flat line. That's wrong. She seems, I believe she's kind. I don't know why. So I tell her and she shouts. 
not screams. She shouts as if I cut her open. It's a noise I've, well, I suppose in some sense I've never heard any noises before, but it's not a good noise at all, as if I've hurt her. And then she cries and runs out, and that's all I know. Who's I in this? That is from Anna Magdalena post-operation. Okay, but she's been rewritten. Yeah. (laughs) Basically killed and is just a blank body. Yeah. And Oliver and Oliver Smith, we're assuming Smith, yes, is meeting with her to like be her, her like handler, basically, and saying it's cool. You work with Diana and Diana, as and we heard from the last portrait, and the from the last section was like, no, no, we're murderers. This is wrong. We've done horrible and, things. And Diana is a part of the fire. Di- so are we? Is are we implying <laughs> that <laughs> the police are also the fire judges? Is this police. one of those shield is Hydra? Isn't that, isn't that what Diana was? Diana Hunter was no. an investigator. No, no. Neith is the investigator. I know, but Diana Hunter. No, she, for all we know, she was a novelist, uh, but there's been some, I, I don't odd- know why I was thinking this whole time that she was also police. We found some sort of either memory or image of her in a lab coat at some point. And there's a lot of missing history to her. There's a lot of things we don't know. But yes, she, for all we know, she's a novelist. I think I made made up my own connections in my head because I know that Dana's case was special because she died under interrogation. Yeah. And I thought that they called it Neith because... Blah, blah, blah. Her position was special because Diana was a special case. But beyond it's just because nobody dies in interrogation yeah. or I, I, th- I, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was because of who she was. Oh, also. yeah. No, it's not at all because of who she was. Uh, I mean, allegedly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Initially. Yeah. Okay. Now she's talking about leaving the fire judges. And Diana like, was a fire judge. My goodness. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's let's go back to to some of the Nomon passages that we've skipped over over <laughs> while we're doing this. Nomon says, my mind is changing. I'm finding a new state here on the far side of the chamber of Isis. I have lived in, in a jar made of time and now I am spilled across the countertop like some boneless deep sea thing. I am torn. I must ho ho. I must pull myself together. And I do. To the final tick of the cosmic clock, I will fight you, and I will save you all if I must, if I must in order to save myself. Uh, oh yes, I will save you, and the banker, and the alchemist, and the artist, and the librarian. I will save you all because I need you to get where I am going. I gaze through a dozen windows like a novice in a church tower seeing the wide green country, but my country is a cold white room and the woman etherized upon a table, her body pierced by tubes and cables. She's so small, so simple and local. I could stop her heart with the barest effort. Why not? This was my commission. And no man's talking about Diana Hunter here, I think. Oh, don't tell me. I know this one. Zagreus lied to me, abused my friendship and manipulated me, bushwhacked me. It put me in danger of personal extinction. It hurt me. I do not like being hurt. I do not like it at all, and I'm very big. I think I will make a special place for my old friend, a little cosmos all its own where the meaning of everything is agony, and that's where it will stay for as long as I can be bothered with it. It will inhabit a realm whose physics express nothing but the imaginable imaginable aspects of pain without relief. Then, when I'm having a boring day and I need a treat, I'll extinguish the whole thing and let Zagreus 
Grace boil away into nothing. The information that comprises that prison universe will be lost forever. Zagreus will die more than anyone has ever died before. I'll have a glass of wine and watch a sunset and perhaps someone will rub my feet, but when the bottle is finished and the evening chill is set in, I will come in from the veranda and that will be that. Man. I look at the Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> the intensity of those last sentences mm-hmm. coupled with I think it's a sink running in the back. Huh. Like that's oh, my radiator. You're like the radiator got more intense as you were reading. <laughs> I was getting so like <laughs> my my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It it was just that was that got intense for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no one's pissed. Yeah. As Nomad says, I look at the woman in the chair and I tell Zagreus across the endless gulf that separates me from that mad planet and its intruding mothy mind, no. Say my name. Feel it in your mouth and on your tongue. Feel what the word evokes in you. Touch me and the things you think about me. List the things you have been told and try to embrace what I am, to imagine what it means to be me. I am Nomad. You cannot possibly understand what that means. I'm breaking through. Or actually... There's, there's, I, I left out an italic sentence in there that is important. It says, I am Noman. You cannot possibly understand what that means. And then italics. In the water, I move away from the man, following something else as it, as it glitters into the depths, an answer or a key. So there's Noman being the shark. Noman is the shark. And then it says, I'm breaking through. And then back to Noman's narration. I burst out of the cathode prison into something else. And this transition hurts just as much as the last one. I'm pulled and prodded and undone again, but I have practice. I hold on to myself. Less of me suffers damage, even if all of me hurts. I'm breaking through. I'm emerging. And then continuing that same quote, we switch to Seraph font. Glass shattering in reverse, pieces pulling together. The world rewound like an old audio recording. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Is that me coming back together or the world? That was her. I saw her, the librarian. Zagreus lied to me. It wanted me to do the murders, yes. Kill the banker, the alchemist, the artist, and the librarian. It needed me to touch those cardinal points because it wanted to know something, to map the underlying universe. I was not sent back as an ally. I was a sacrifice. This entangling was my task. Hate. Hate without words. Hate like weather, like gravity, like the Higgs field. Goodbye, Zagreus. The prison universe makes a noise like an indrawn breath as it vanishes. And yet, the chamber was a trap, the cardinals a snare. Zagreus put me into it, and I am going to do what I was sent to do. In me, the disparate worlds of the cardinals are united, tied together. In me, the fragments of the map are rolled into one, even as I am torn apart. Fair trade. But Zagreus did not set the trap could not unset it without me. Thus, for whom was it intended? Where am I now? I'm in a chair. Someone has put me back together. I remember that. I don't know who. Someone. It was far away and long ago, and I don't think she was happy about it. For whom was this trap set? For me? It feels too big. I know that the cardinals of the Chamber of Isis are tied to me, and I to them, and that connection is at the heart of this. I know that Zagreus desires this end. I open my eyes. Outside my window, I find London. A hundred cameras watch one another. Lambent black fish eyes with infrared lenses. So Noman has a body now. And we have Seraph font. And Noman, you know, slowly gets used to their body, able to move their head, walk, run, and so on. Is the quote. 
I practice writing by hand. It is good for coordination, for fine motor skills. It binds my thoughts to my fingers, long, white fingers, delicate and surprisingly strong. The fam familiar construction of Zagreus's instance, my instance, and yet it has a place here. It is bound into the continuity of this place. Mystery is power. Magic is the invocation of names and powers that are unknown. The word occult simply means that which is hidden. Mystery. I write torn no longer over and over again on sheets of paper. I write left-handed. I use mirror script. I bind the mind to the meat. I go outside and run again and laugh. It rains almost every day, cold or warm. The world is alive and so am I. Regno Lernro, torn no longer. It all depends on your direction of travel. Huh. So, Nomon is also Lernro. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the um, semi-theory-ish. Yeah. Well, that maybe, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, got, he got a body and th this, is, this is current Nomon. Yeah, because he was hanging out in Diana's apartment. Yeah, this is that man, and the the body is Anna Magdalena's body in the apartment that looks the one that looks kind of like Neith. Diana Hunter looks kind of like Neith. Anna Magdalena. There was, was a body in Diana's apartment. No, no. Oh, the body that that. That Nomon is currently using is yes. Magdalena's. Yeah, got it. Oh, got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so Lenra, aka Nomon, realizes that the cameras never look at them. Says, when I pass, they turn away. I play with them, flirt with them. They ignore me. They are determined that I do not exist and they make holes in the world for me to not be in. How deliciously fraught. And so they go and meet the musicians in the club that Neith saw. They go to that bookstore, Shandon Company, that Neith went to. They uh, burgle houses, etc. But they notice that this body does have a history in the world. They say, the people know me. They have met me before, or rather they think they have. There's a physical history too, which apparently belongs to someone with books by the chair I woke up in and very plain food, music on a crank handle turntable. So was I here in one of my scattered moments? I haven't just swallowed someone, I don't think, unless they were very small. Maybe if they were barely alive at all, just going through the motions of thinking and feeling, putting on a good show. How close can a human get to empty automation? But it's also possible that someone made this just for me, an easy landing. If they did, I can tell you why. I walk and I drink coffee and I smirk. On the last day of the second week, I find the librarian, a still image on the screen, a narrow woman talking about her. The death of a suspect in custody, says poor, narrow Neith of the witness, is a very serious matter. There is no one at the witness program who does not feel a sense of personal failure this morning. I like her, but she needs to get out more. The cadavers of single instance identities are very odd. I keep having to remind myself that this is not just a cast off. It is the whole of someone. It seems too irresponsible to put all of oneself in one place and so macabre to insist that on being inside as it breaks to let oneself evaporate and be unmade. Diana Hunter's photograph fills the screen black and white and cold. About an hour later, I'm holding her corpse by the hand. So Lernrot uses their access to get into the um, coroner's autopsy room and uh, has a pretty hilarious exchange with Teresa Hind, the coroner we met in chapter one, who's on the autism spectrum and 
You're not an investigator from the witness. She's coming later. Where are you from? I represent an interest that very much wishes to know what happened to this woman. I will not inform you directly. You should feel free to insert, infer reasonable conclusions from the speed with which I was cleared to enter. That would, to most people, be effectively the same as telling me that you are from Government House, but not to you. No. Then we understand each other. We do not. We have a standoff which would normally end the discussion to prevent mutual social and hierarchical embarrassment and the possibility of disadvantageous career friction. <laughs> that concludes the chit-chat. They kept her alive as long as they could, I say, my fingers tracing the outline of her skull. Yes, Teresa Hind agrees, except insofar as they also killed her. <laughs> I think that was just a good exchange there. Yeah. Teresa just sees things. <laughs> and so Lernrock keeps going through the events of the early chapters of this book, recounts their journey into Hunter's home and takes it for a, sophist quote, a sophisticated lie. It, appear, it appears to tell you everything, to point to a woman. It does not. It is a construct. And then recounts their first meeting with Neith. Quote, she's rather splendid. I put a pillow under her head before I leave. Which is referring exactly, to, leaving out the part where Lernrot sucker punches Neith and knocks right. her out. <laughs> <laughs> Lernrot has a quick think about exactly what's going on. The librarian is dead. I've touched the librarian and she was somewhat like the truth, but not entirely. Zagreus. I keep coming back to Zagreus. Zagreus, who only wants the Cardinals dead or mixed together, and Diana Hunter, the only one of them who is dead, and yet who somehow remain, uh, seems to have known more than anybody. What are they to each other? Hunter and Zagreus, Zagreus and Hunter. I open the interrogation. Oh, so, sorry, I left this part out. But as, as uh, Lernroth's leaving the interrogation, or, or sorry, the, the coroner's room, the autopsy room, they asked the witness for a full copy of Diana Hunter's interrogation and they're officially denied it, but receive it anyway. And so it says, I open the interrogation files and swallow hundreds of hours in one bite. A little later, Oliver Smith calls. Huh. They describe Oliver Smith as quote, a young man with a fleshy patrician face, wavy hair and tweeds. He is in the first flush of his prime, newly promoted, newly certain of his decisions. It says, I have something for you. I recognize his voice immediately and the name written in tight little letters across the top of the screen, Oliver Smith. Oliver, I say, I've been waiting for you to call. No, you haven't. You sucker punched the inspector. I don't have to sit inside all day, do I? He rather wishes I would. He doesn't want to say so. He's nervous. How sweet. I love nervous men. They make, they make such interesting mistakes. There's a car <laughs> coming for you in the morning, eight o'clock. We can talk then. I shall look forward to it. Okay, he isn't happy. Is something wrong? No. He waits for me to say something else, but I don't. Oliver is not someone who's good with silence. He likes affect and interaction. He wants to know what's going on in your head. That's going to be a problem for him in this connection. Well, I don't want to upset him. Not yet. Good, he says. That's good. Oliver? Yes. I would like to use my name, too. Anna? No. He thinks he understands what's happening. He can work with me. What name should I call you? I give him the same name I gave the system. Regno Lernrot. I can see him sub-vocalizing. His lips twitch around an unvoiced Teutonic O, as if he's got an egg in his mouth. Call me Lernrot, I suggest, if it's easier. All right, Oliver says, I will. Lernrot. He smiles his best smile, open and kind. When he's gone, I play the call over and over again, listening to the cadences, the hesitant insinuation. I set it on repeat. I have a bath. I listen to it while I review Diana Hunter's life. 
the true one, because the witness doesn't lie to me, not ever. Oliver, I begin to understand. So Lenroth's next step is to try to pull up the real records of Diana Hunter's life, but they don't exist. Quote, did she study anywhere, learn anything? Did she fall in love unwisely, dance naked in a fountain after too much tequila and grow to a more mature age, grateful for the absence of digital cameras in her youth? Who is this man she married? Where did she get that scar? Where is she? Lernrot also tracks down the thread of Burton. If you remember, there was a Diana Hunter memory fragment where Diana claimed to learn secret agent level mental defense at a spy training facility or something like it. And that's why yeah. she's able to do all of the, these tricks. Uh, it's all a lie. <laughs> it's a Potemkin uh-huh. village. So Lernrot just lets it slide. Okay. And then we get the night that Lernrot killed Oliver. The exchange yeah. that the, the witness couldn't pick up. So I'll read it here in its entirety because it's very interesting. It says, that's the night I go to meet Oliver in his car and it stalls out in the middle of the empty tunnel. Hello, Oliver. He gets out and comes towards me. I let the lights go out behind me one by one. Darkness approaching like the place where he left me. Hello. He babbles a lot about how he can give me things I don't want. He babbles because while I know him, he doesn't yet know me. It's me, Oliver. I've come all this way. Shall we talk? Yes, he says. Let's talk. Talk is good. We talk about how I am angry with him and how that can be resolved. We talk about Hunter and Kyriakos and Athenaeus and Bekele and what it all means. I realize he doesn't understand what is happening. I recognized your voice when you called, I tell him. You wanted to roll up all the worlds, to put Diana Hunter's dreams all in one place so you could see her real life. Yes, he says. For the fire judges, I did. He's waving that absurd little badge, the flambeau like the torches on the walls of his cavern, for the fire judges, as if that changed things. You made an instrument to do the job, but Diana took it from you. She was better than you. Yes. He thinks all that is obvious between us, as if we've already discussed it all. Perhaps we have. Back and forth we go, and he still doesn't understand. You wanted to kill all the cardinals, I remind him, and he says yes again. So I tell him my real name, and then I whisper his, Zagreus. At last, at at last, he looks properly alarmed. A little while later, he begins to scream. It's satisfying enough, but it doesn't feel real. (laughs) Um... Oh, no. Yeah. So you're having a real case of what the fuck is going on in any of this, right? Oh, man. What? Okay. Okay. I'm going to read this last page of the chapter because it sets up the last few chapters of the book really well, and then we can talk, okay? Sure. Okay. There is a way of looking at things which says that I am a cuckoo's dream, dropped in the mind of a woman who died, and she raised me as her own, and I owe her a debt. There is a way of looking at things which says I existed before and everything I remember is true, but my universe was overwritten and destroyed by another simulation and another and another, and that's just the way of things. There is a way of looking at things where both these things are true. I stand on the cold rooftop of a white-toothed tower overlooking the house where Diana Hunter never lived. It all depends on your point of view. You could call this over now and go home and live, live a fulfilled life until it ended. You could, perhaps, but not I. Diana Hunter is dead at the hand of Oliver Smith, and Miliki Neath will uncover all of that. 
She's a good woman within her limits, and you could not call me a good anything, not anything at all. I am Noman, sometimes called the desperation protocol, sometimes the coldest hope. In the hour when heaven is falling, I will stand. Does it matter if I came from here or there? If one of my 10,000 was a murderer and a, thief, and a thief, perhaps all of them, or if all of them were just one murderer, no. Does it matter then if I am born in a lie? Not even a little. How I came to be what I am is of no concern at all. I concern myself with what comes next. If the librarian is dead, how am I even here? Without her, how does the chamber still exist? If the chamber is not real, how did I step from one universe into another or travel through time? How did I bring a demon shark to eat Oliver Smith? If Oliver is in the intestines of a shark, why do I still feel Zagreus like a stink on my skin? Zagreus, the first iteration of a serpent. There's a way of looking at things where everything makes sense. Dear Miliki Neith, it all comes back to you. That's the end of the chapter. What? <laughs> all right, so let's talk. Where are you at? So we got some bombs in that chapter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be such a different story. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Oh no, no, uh. no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, man. How did he get this shark? I really want... I can't wait to... I assume this is going to get explored. We'll see. There, but, yeah, I'll, I'll have an answer for you by the end of the book. Yeah. Oliver Smith is the greatest. Yes. So, I guess what I need to figure out is which came first. <laughs> yes. There no, is, definitely. Is Oliver Smith going to become Zagreus? Or did Zagreus do the same kind of mind travel, time travel thing and get an Oliver Smith body and go and do all this stuff that or, he's doing? You know, what what is <laughs> what is primarily real, right? Yeah. If we can have a character breaking in from Diana's memory hole into the real world or into Neith's world. Like what the fuck? Yeah. How, how is, how is that a thing? How is that a thing, man? <laughs> wow. There were, I didn't miss any signs, right? <laughs> that Oliver <laughs> was the greatest. I, I think I had an operating theory that it was true. Because. I thought Zagreus was such a throwaway character uh -huh. for Nomon. Like, he's just this pal in the future at the end of time mm -hmm. that's just like, hey, like, let me send you on your journey. And then that was it. Yeah. So the, the fact that Nomon was being torn apart by Zagreus and Zagreus didn't really show any, you know, no remorse and was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then when... Lernro went after Oliver Smith, you know, like, what's the motive? And I didn't think that Lernro was Nomon at that point by any means. But mm -hmm. once that came together, it it, it kind of started coming together a little more. I think this probably isn't much of a spoiler, but I think that, like, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll save that thought thread okay. for later. Yeah. This whole anime. Okay, so. Uh, so we've established to a degree 
that people with DID don't fit within the framework that's been built of the witness. I don't think that's established in, in, I don't think that's established in a literal sense. There's, I think there's still a lot of mysteries as, as kind of, you know, we had, there are some questions raised in this chapter, like, was this body essentially prepared for Noman? Um, you know, because we have both Diana Hunter and Oliver Smith present. True. And, okay, and so Noman's running around in Anna Magdalena's body. Yes. Is it physically changed? It's a great question. People seem to recognize right. Anna and, you know, like Smith, uh, Oliver and others seem to, you know, still recognize right. Noman like, as Anna. But all of the I descriptions guess, uh, of Noman are so... Inhuman. They're like ghastly and and lanky. and, and uh, there there's kind of an aside there that this was that this is the same body that was the instance that Zagreus prepared for Nomon when Nomon came to visit on the Zagreus planet. Oh, right. There are some serious holes that some serious mysteries still. Yeah. Still holding up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that Lernrote is no mon. We now, yeah, we know that Mr. Torn no longer is no mon. <laughs> yeah. And no mon and Lernrote is physically Anna Magdalena. Yes. And, and Smith is Zagreus. And, and Smith yes. is Zagreus. And the witness straight up doesn't ignore Smith. Yeah. But fully ignores Nomon. And that Diana Hunter was a fire judge and left. Diana was a fire judge and she said peace because they basically killed Anna Magdalena. Yeah. So we learned some crazy shit. Uh, and, and there's also this thread with Annabelle Bekele in this chapter which is still a little unresolved, but it's, it's quite important uh, because it, you know, it relates to the creation of the, of the witness and so on. Right. Potentially of fire spine. Also the whole witness ignoring Nomon hasn't been specifically addressed either. Yeah. Nothing but, about, nothing about it, his circumstance screams witness should ignore this person. Except for the theory that this, this body was run. prepared for right. for right. Nomon by Smith or the fire judges. Yeah. And, and Smith is confirmed one of the fire judges. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> yep. So there we go. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just trying to write down this like... Mm-hmm. Oliver Smith is aggress. Nomon is... Regno using Anna Magdalena's body. Diana was a fire judge. Oliver was a fire judge. Diana and Oliver were preparing slash working on Anna Magdalena when she died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Anna was aware that she was going to be killed. 
Yeah. She she knows Anna knows something about and okay, so before yeah. she died, yeah, before she died, Anna knows the dark truth, the dark yes. dark truth evil of the witness. That the voting there's something wrong with the voting, that there's something wrong with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's so that's so obnoxious. I so sad. <laughs> I don't want something to be wrong with the voting, man. Uh, why is... Duh! Nah! <laughs> when this is supposed to be good! <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been good this entire time, but still. <laughs> the, <laughs> the concept of the witness, I wanted it to be... I wanted it to be a force <laughs> of good. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. What a, what a mind F. What yeah. a dude, this is what the fourth context change of the entire message and story of the story that we've oh, gotten yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah, we're not done yet. And we've still got you No. Know, okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna say this now because I feel like this is gonna get covered at some point. But mm-hmm. I when we when you were talking, I have so my notepad has only from chapter eight on for notes yeah and chapter nine i'll give you a counter narrative is where we meet no one for the first yes. time in uh-huh. the future yeah and i just have one sentence here that says a waterfaller is a traveler from another universe <laughs> and we haven't talked about it since <laughs> so like that you don't just that, you don't just bring up alternate universes and then just move on with the story. To, like, <laughs> come back to that. Well, there's sir. a lot of there's a lot of interpretations as to what an alternate universe could mean. I mean, uh, it's no, kind of, it's not. There's it's one kind of, universe and then there's kind, another universe. It's kind of what Nomon did, right? But <sighs> like moving from this post-human world into Neith's narrative thread moving from the sand serif to the serif and the whole the whole thing was described as breaking through maybe but no <laughs> one's been referred to as a waterfaller yet okay yeah don't okay me motherfucker <laughs> we, 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 still, we still have more chapters still three it's more gonna chapters. happen yeah. i'm gonna but anyway i'm throwing that out there because nothing in this book has been only brought up once Except for Waterfaller <laughs> at this point now. <laughs> Everything else has been like, hey, remember this random throwaway thing that we talked about fucking mm-hmm. 364 uh, pages ago? Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think it was more to introduce the concept of what Nomon is and what Nomon's ambitions are. And what he's for, going to go do. For surviving the dying universe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't think we give Nomon enough credit that he is... <laughs> I, I'm just looking right no, above the waterfall. Nomon is a comment. phenomenal character. Well, he is an amalgamation of all discarded negative thoughts and memories from the last house. Yes. And like, that is such an interesting, like, yeah. catalyst it, it, for a character. Yeah. It, it, it was literally a cre- all the discarded memories of like 
everybody like the what the discarded memories are is a practice they called scapegoating which is everybody who has all of these multiple like instances etc shunting shunting off all of their trauma and pain into a sacrificial body (laughs) into a into a separate body and then shutting that body off from the connection to the rest of the person so you're just purging yourself of you know things that you want to be rid of of your darkness he's onslaught basically (laughs) onslaught but like ten thousand onslaughts he's every onslaught yeah he he is the omni onslaught yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like he's onslaught he's the muramasa blade he is Mm -hmm. this really terrible side random ass character from deadpool that was also pieced together pieces of Deadpool. Anyway, it's it's kind uh, of an aside, but I, I like they them pronouns for for Nomon because they're literally multiple people. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's oh man, it this is such a weird book. <laughs> yeah, no, I re- dude, I really, really, really want this to be a show. Mm. I don't know how you do it. Like, I I get a lot of, like, Legion flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the second season of Legion, but, like, the, the first season, like, so many random things that seemed random mm-hmm. get tied up in the last two episodes. Yeah. And I like, really liked Legion. Right? And, like, the way this feels like four seasons of Legion, <laughs> <laughs> all tying in random things. And mm-hmm. like complete, like they've just, they've let us down this path of understanding and then pulled the rug seamlessly out from under us. jumped us to a yeah. different understanding, but still used everything as mm-hmm. a base of mm-hmm. knowledge. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we got <sighs> three more weeks of this. Oh, man. Ugh. Wild, fun, like yes. I'm. I'm. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I'm right. Like I'm really excited to get back into some '90s X-Men shit. But mm-hmm. like I'm having so much fun with Nomad. <laughs> Sweet, that's awesome. That oh, makes me really man. happy. Dude, did so got us over right back. No, no, he hasn't responded yet. What a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. So anyone who wants to follow the. Uh, <laughs> follow the drama after our shout out last episode i i went and just tweeted to that that random link to the past random randomizer streamer with the slayers screen name to just say hey we gave you a shout out on the pod we you you might have you might have scared him off a little bit by you know keeping up the kayfabe by going with the illusion yeah <laughs> it's like dude so proud of you even with your curse Going out and becoming the great one of the greatest sorcerers the world. You know, it would be seen. hilarious if it if it wasn't in reference to Slayers. If it was, can wasn't. you imagine, dude? Oh I'm my so god, we would eat so, so much shit. We would just be just like mouthfuls of eating shit. That would be right. And like, I'm not the most widely versed person, <laughs> but I have never seen another Zalgadis. 
No, but I'm saying, like, what if it actually was like Zelga Dison for some reason and not ah. Zelgadis Son, which is the exact thing that I was freaking out about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Imagine, imagine. Ugh. I want. I'm gonna go back to his profile and see if there's anything in any of his any tweets. Any slayers? All right. Never, never have, have, have fun. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> Just stalking Ugh. this this poor internet stranger who really <laughs> does not deserve any of this. He doesn't, but he's one of like three people in my life that knows the Slayers reference. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. So, so there we go. <laughs> Potentially. So I'm running with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Well, that anyway. was so much fun. Yeah, this is a good one. No, this, this is a great way to kick off to, uh, 2022. Absolutely. Hey, happy new year, by the way. Happy new year. <laughs> yeah. Did you do anything fun? No, I didn't realize it was midnight until a random <laughs> citizen with an illegal firework set it off. Excellent. And I looked, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I looked at that, it was 1206. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, happy new year. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, that was, that was great. I had a good time. Excited for next week. Me too. Happy to be back on our regular schedule. But with all that said, I think mm-hmm. we'll just put the outro music here. Okay. And, right uh, there. And, and uh, see you around then. Have a good yes, stream. Have a good stream. Hey, thanks. Okay, cool. Ciao.